0: So what it's about is the Iron Man feels that Anybody who's walking around with a nuclear reactor on their back or whatever, you know, like all these superheroes that's out there, should be under government control of some kind. They should be maybe working for the government in the same way cops work for, for local mm-hmm. government, you know. And it's sensible. When you think about it, it totally makes sense. You know, you have a license, you make sure this guy's okay, he doesn't have a criminal record and all this kind of stuff, you know. And it's sensible, but Captain America's against it because, you know, he comes from a simpler time and he feels superheroes should be autonomous and not be involved in politics and everything. So it's an ideological argument between the two. That's all that matters. That's all Civil War is. It's Iron Man versus Captain America, and they're both right. They're both good guys, because the minute Mm -hmm. you demonise one of them,
1: then the story loses its power, I think. To this episode of Mex Flintayo, I forgot what number we're on because I feel like once we get past five, it no longer matters. It doesn't feel like it's really that, like you know, special or you know, eventful until we get to like 10, 20, whatever. Let's but say um, seven. anyways, let's
2: just say it's seven.
1: Yeah, let's, is like it seven? seven? Welcome to sure. the seventh Why episode not? of Mex, Mex Flintayo. It's me, the true outlaw of comics, Ramon Villalobos. And with me, as always, some people are saying, take him or leave him, Daniel Irizarry.
2: Take him or leave him. I'm offended. This is... We got reviewed. Um, great podcast. Specifically, Ramon Villalobos is great. is a great host with profound wisdom. Daniel is a piece of shit. So
1: here's That's- what happened. Before we started the show, I told Daniel that we had a review. Or actually, I posted on Twitter that we had a review for... Uh, the show on iTunes, we asked people to leave reviews. I I was expecting a, like a, you know, a whole flood of reviews going up on iTunes, but we only got one, but that review says, uh, it's five stars. So we're already starting off like on a positive. I don't know why you're mad stars. It's five stars. So I don't know why you're upset, but it's five stars. And, um, it says it's written by not Ramon Villalobos. So that could be anybody. I I know one person It's not.
2: Yeah. It could be any, anybody.
1: I know for sure it's not Ramon Villalobos because otherwise why would that be their name? Mm-hmm. So like mm-hmm. basically there's how many million people, billion people are there on the planet earth? It's three. Is there three billion?
2: Um, I was guessing.
1: Well, there's all those people, but it, for sure it's not me. It could be any one of those. It could be you.
2: It wasn't me because, because I would have, I would have given me at least one star.
1: Well, I mean, we got five stars. They can't give us Six stars.
2: That's the thing. I'm zero stars. You're five stars. A great host with profound wisdoms.
1: It says great podcast. I specifically think Ramon Viloes is a great host with profound wisdoms. Daniel, I could take or leave. Now they're not saying you're a bad host. They're just saying it's like take him or leave him.
2: They're saying I'm worthless. And well, that's like, what the
1: streets are saying. Um, if that
2: if that's what they're saying, what I'm what I'm what I'm proposing right now is I can up my game. I can bring like I can prove my worth to the podcast. I can. I can do impressions. I can do. Give me an impression right now. Uh, how about Danny Glover?
1: <laughs> I'd yeah. love to. I'd love to hear that. I'm. I'm Danny
3: Glover. This is. This is. Honestly, it sounds Danny more like Glover. Danny
1: Trejo. No, I'm, <laughs> You sound. I, you sound a little bit like Danny Tryhard right now. I'm bitch. And <laughs> I'm gonna
0: kill Jet Li. Chris Rock is in love that with my sounds- daughter. I mean that I'm sounds Denny nothing off.
2: like. Can I? What about? I do a good John Goodman.
1: Oh, I mean it's.
2: Oh, oh I'm John Goodman. I think you uh, sound like Seth
1: Rogan. Actually, God. you need this. You need some little Seth Rogain. You know what I'm saying? Seth,
2: I, I, I can't do Seth Rogain.
3: <laughs>
2: I'm sorry. That's it's um, genetically incapable of doing that one. I'm just saying. I can I can bring stuff to the sta- to the table. I can I I can do uh, mm-hmm. uh, an American accent of somebody like an American trying to speak Spanish, and I can do a Puerto Rican pe- a person trying to speak English. Can, well, here's what I, I want to say. Bring those up.
1: I'm just glad that the streets are listening. You the you, you si- listening. they seem to have hurt Daniel's feelings. He seems upset. I don't know why. I feel um, they gave us a great review, but. Um, yeah. So, I mean, are you are you good? Can we move on? Can we talk to, talk about our guest here?
2: I I think I think I think I'm good. I have, I said my piece. Are you okay? Yeah, I'll be okay.
1: All right. So, with us this week we have a legendary colorist, Eisner Award nominated, hasn't won yet, about to win. I I think this might be her year. Maybe next year might be her year. But uh, you know, I've been saying for a long time. That she's the top tier colorist in the game. Why? Because she works with me, obviously. <laughs> so, uh, I met Tamara Bonvian, Bonvillain, uh, a few years ago. And as when I saw her coloring a cover for um, Pisces, I think. Was that Johnny Christmas, Tamara? Yeah, that was the one. Okay, I remember I saw that and I was like, this is probably... Like, this is a real colorist. I'd only worked with, like, chump colorists before that. <laughs> and i thought this is a this is a real deal and then i i just became good friends i sort of you know uh charmed tamara made her made her think that we were you know real allies in the game and you know i've ridden that collaboration to praise for myself which is you know what i generally like to do and uh you know i feel like you know we've gotten we've gotten really close and we've been through some wars together so <laughs> when this week we wanted to talk about civil war um, actually, that that review kind of almost tore us apart, almost made us into, like, have a little Civil War here. But, uh, I asked Tamara what comics she wanted to talk about when she came on, and she said that she loved Marvel books, and Hell I suggested yeah. maybe an event book, and this was the one that she went with, and I was, like, psyched. So, <laughs> anyways, please welcome to the show, Tamara Bonville, and Tamara, welcome. Thank you. Hello. <laughs> Was that a great intro? That's great. I I just do those off top. I just try to give people a little bit of you know let people know why we're talking to the person. You know that kind of thing. Yeah,
0: that spontaneity. It's clear.
1: Yeah, it's just off top. But um, Mm -hmm. I like I didn't even remember who drew that cover that you. I remember it was Pisces (laughs) by it. (laughs) You did good. But uh, no, I've been a fan. You know, I've been a fan of your work since before we worked together, and I think that we work really well together because you mix like really good rendering and really um but you you're not afraid to get bold with color choices and i feel like there's a lot of colorists who will do one or the other but like when when there's those ones that can do both that's when i think comics look like their best so you know Thank you. i've been a fan of yours for a long time obviously we're really good friends yeah um and so it was you know i was really excited that you agreed to do the podcast obviously of course Glad a lot of my know. friends have said no. A lot of my friends said I'm absolutely not doing the podcast. <laughs> you guys get into too much trouble. Um, what? Why? Um, but yeah, what's that? This is a
2: nice. This is a nice place. This is the most welcoming podcast in in comics. I Daniel, a lot of people call me toxic. This-
1: I don't get it personally. What? You? <laughs> I, I don't know why people would think that I have toxic behavior, like toxic. Fr- I you know misunderstanding. Kind of, doesn't make sense. Haters. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like I would never do something Like write a positive review for our podcast So that we get good <laughs> ratings on iTunes And then like immediately trash my co-host I wouldn't You would do never that hurt kind of me thing. that way mm-hmm. Not Ramon Villalobos This person on iTunes They I think are trying to drive a wedge between us personally But like Honestly. I would never try to Yeah I would never try to Cause any Whoever kind of strife that in, that a, in a friendship Is
2: is toxic But it's not Ramon Villalobos <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: right i'm curious ramon Um, if you consider like your podcast collaboration the same way you do with comics where you like you make
1: the previous person look stupid that was your thing yeah i think when we first started working together i told you (laughs) that my personal way of working the way i think works best is every person next in line should make the previous person look worse or stupid so like when i get a script I start drawing it and I think I'm going to make myself look like a fucking genius. I'm going to make the person before me look like a dullard. And so then yeah. like when I give the pages to Tamara, I'm like, go ahead, Tamara, make me look like a fucking fool. Just <laughs> be so good that everyone thinks you're doing all the work and that I'm, you know, piggybacking on your, on your genius. Um, that's my, that's just how I feel like, you know, yeah, that's my mentality. That's right. just cause I'm a little bit competitive, you know? A
0: little bit.
1: But, yeah, speaking of, you know, toxic friendships, um, speaking of infighting, speaking of just, like, devious behaviors, we want to talk about this comic, Civil War, by Mark Millar. Miller? Millar?
2: Miller, apparently. I saw one. You remember that long-ass thread that was somebody is like, oh, this is how (laughs) you pronounce uh, actual
0: creators' names. Not that way. Yeah, I was in that
1: one. Yeah. D- Tamara, they... were you in that? Did you get told that thing? I don't know if like, I was in
0: that one, but I remember specifically seeing one that was wrong because the person had told me that it was wrong previously. Uh, no, that's that's <laughs> hilarious.
1: Yeah.
2: So so the Miller one was like, it's Miller. It isn't yeah. Millar.
1: I mean, uh, if it wasn't Millar, mm-hmm. why did they spell it with an A? <laughs> that's that's really the problem. That's counterintuitive that problem for sure. Yeah. It's him. So, And uh the Stevie McNevey. Steve McNiven. You like to say McNeevie. That's interesting. (laughs) No no no. no. I I was
2: just I was giving him a a off the top nickname, Stevie McNevey.
1: Yeah, and then it's inked by the legendary Inker Dexter Vines. And then colored by I forget Maury Hollowell.
2: Maury Hollowell it absolutely killed this issue.
1: I thought so too. Like let's just start talking about broadly. Like what? Like the art on it, I thought was pretty fucking sick. Like broadly, there's a...
2: the art was life changing for me. <laughs> oh, was it? Yeah. Uh, I I even looking at it, even re looking at it uh, for for this episode. I I was stunned by how much I still take sort of uh, camera angle cues from McNeven's compositions. I don't do that thing where he's like he turns the the, the whole angle like the Dutch shot um, yeah. as much as as he does but uh, sort of like the layering of the compositions the the way he insisted on being late every issue <laughs> is something that I, <laughs> that I took inspiration from um, but it this I, I I think I mentioned this to you in like a previous episode, but um this might have been the first comic that I that I picked up off the shelf and and since this was the only comic I had for the longest time, I just absorbed it. <laughs> and Maury Hollowell's colors uh were were equal parts influence
0: here. Like it, yeah, as incredible. a coder, what did you think
1: of this stuff, Tamara? Um,
0: I say I generally like that. I remember at the time, you know, when I read it, I definitely like, I remember this being like, this is like the top tier, right? Like kind of stuff. Uh, I have mixed yeah. feelings on it now, but I like generally, I think it's good. And like Daniel was saying, uh, even, you know, Steve McNiven's art. Now,
2: now it, it can it can seem like overdone or like too. It, it feels like a gourmet pro- project. Mm hmm. Like this amount of rendering on absolutely every single object <laughs> right. is, is not feasible.
0: <laughs> yeah, I like looking at this. I was like, you know, and I've wor- you know I've worked on plenty of stressful comics that you know had a lot going on, but it's like this is a lot. Why would someone do this to themselves?
1: Yeah. Um, it- mm-hmm. Oh, I was gonna say I think it, I think the coloring specifically is really sick in that like there it's like, I think you mentioned ta- last night or the day before when we talked about it, Tamara, like there's not a lot of like cut and grad stuff in it. It's like right. pretty soft, which is what I like. I kind of, I really like that look that yeah. they have and it feels really painted instead of like at the time the style was very different from yeah. this kind of stuff. I do like that. Like um, I do, like I
0: said, the, I like it overall, like the coloring, there is sometimes where it's a little too soft for my taste. Like it could be a little, yeah, uh, uh, but overall I think, it still
1: looks pretty cool. Like, the way they do the rendering on, like, Iron Man specifically, I think, is like, it just, like, feels very like, uh, it just feels very tactile, and, like, you know, mm-hmm. I, yes. there's I think that's it, I think that's one of the easiest characters to fuck up, like mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> just because he's supposed to be, like, hard metal, and, like, the way these two, spe- like, McNiven and Vines and Holloway Holloway? Hollowell.
0: Hollowell. Yeah.
1: Hollowell. The way, the way they work together is, like, yeah, it's pretty amazing. Like you said, it feels it feels special. Like even now looking at it, it's like holy shit. Like I I when I'm looking at this, I'm comparing it against like the other event books that have been coming out lately. Mm-hmm. I also think it's interesting too cuz this is not like like sort of 90s sort of uh styles like, you know, the Capullo, the Stegman kind of stuff. Yeah. It's like real rooted in that like 90s stuff, like that 90s aesthetic of like, you know, uh it's is, like, a lot cartoonier, and this is, like, like a lot more realism. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you just don't really see this kind of thing as much. Right. Now. Yeah, Back I think then it was, like, the whole thing, but it now is, it's a lot more... It is
0: really, like a, like, a time capsule of that, of, like, we're just doing superheroes, but they're real kind of thing. You yeah. Know? Um, yeah. Which Part I did this... Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, uh, which I did like at the time, but now not that it's bad, but it's like not really to my taste so much where it's like I love this kind of shit at the time, you know, like or it's yeah. like, we're doing superheroes, but like what would it really be like, kind of thing, and like over time, it was like, uh to be fair, like some of that is just over like, doing it, right, and it's just like, yeah, yeah, I don't know, i don't I don't need to
2: we're not i i don't I don't know if we can evaluate uh, this with like twenty twenty eyes mm-hmm. like in the same way that we saw this with like 2005 eyes when right. this was first coming out, because this feels like it was a game changer. I mean, Steve McNeven oh, and Maury Hollowell and Dexter Vines had been working together on like uh, a previous uh, new Avengers arc, mm-hmm. which was uh, the, the arc that introduced the sentry to okay. the, to the Avengers, not the, not the mini series uh, right. with Jay Lee. But uh, from that moment, you could you could tell that this was a kind of work that uh, just looked it just looked different. Um, And uh, the realism here and along with the plot when we get to the plot, but it, it feels like this was the book that made the ultimates irrelevant or like the ultimate universe redundant. Right. Basically. Um, why, because, why do you think that? Uh, because it, uh, like this is when uh, the, the point of the ultimates was what if superheroes were realistic or like what if right. the, uh, superheroes were occurring in the real world. And once you see this, once you see the the ethical dilemma that's getting brought up in this book, what difference is there from from what's in the Ultimate Universe? And I think that applied to the art style as well, and how, and what McNeven brought to the
1: the look in general. Yeah, I think it's definitely like <clears throat> before the the MCU stuff. All the superhero movies they had them wear like the leather seams, the ribbing, the you know, like they did all that stuff that the Ultimate Universe did to make superheroes feel modern. And then this movie was like, oh no no no! All you have to do is just make them look real. That stuff works <laughs> in real. world. Yeah. You know, like you only have to add like two seams, and that's the, that's the movie costume. And like for a long time, like with you know a lot of those Marvel movies, that's all they did. <laughs> you know, they didn't have to do much more. So I, yeah. I that make, definitely makes sense. Um, but yeah, and like just some of Mark the Miller. stuff like Tamara said. Right. Some <laughs> of the stuff like Tamara said is so like. Labor intensive, like doing every scale of Captain America's suit, and like, yeah, yeah. is like, damn, that would have that. This, like, you're watching that, you're reading this, looking like that would have must no wonder they were fucking late. <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> I don't know, I didn't but... know that they were late because I didn't, I didn't read this as it was coming out, at yeah, all. but um, it was it, like plagued like that or what, yeah, uh, yeah,
0: yeah. it, yeah, and it wasn't like, uh, for, like Daniel said, this is your f- first comic, like buying it yourself off the rack, you said, like. It wasn't mm-hmm. the first for me, but it was definitely early when I started getting into it as an adult. Like, um, mm. like I just graduated uh, high school when I started getting back into comics. Where, I guess I'd always kind of read them, you know, just like buying random ones. But Marvel did this interesting thing when they released the Ultimate books; is they released them online for free um, for a, for oh, quite a while. Because I think it was like twenty issues into Spider-Man and, and stuff like that, or maybe even further when they stopped. So like it was that you know which was bendis and then ultimate x-men which were the only two out at the time which is miller so those two like they really got me i was in for all that stuff and i don't remember the timeline exactly it was probably a few years before this uh ultimates had come out and then and then this like daniel was saying it is weird that like all that stuff they were doing not so much spider-man spider-man was you know not trying to be like real superhero thing but all the miller stuff right like, yeah, that's why mm-hmm.
2: Ultimate Spider-Man probably stayed relevant for longer than the rest right. of the Ultimate universe.
0: Yeah. Where, like, Miller is a combo of, like, what if this was real, but also what if everyone was super fucked up? Like, you kind of know, like, thing in his books. Like, I can't wait to get into it because
1: yeah. everybody is super <laughs> fucked up in this. Right. What, like, if, what if the Hulk was, I, I, I was up like reading Prince this Jr. like <laughs> I was I was, reading this and I was, like, you know how, like, sometimes uh, I when I watch sports or, like, a, like a MMA fight or something... I, like, I don't care who wins. Like, they both suck. Like, that's how I feel about this. Like, neither side of this argument is particularly good. Right. Uh, it's Absolutely. just a matter of, what's what's that?
2: no no yeah a complete agreement like i was trying to like get into like i was trying to find the good argument
1: or like who are the good guys (laughs) yeah like is there anybody who's not a like kind of a fascist piece of shit it's like oh no but (laughs) but but this comic would have you believe that both sides are kind of like they both have valid points i'm like neither of them have valid points (laughs) how is this how is this happening
0: he tries to do and i guess in interviews you know i was talking to someone else about it that like he was like, Oh, it's gonna be so compelling, but then he was like surprised why everyone like sided with Cap, but it's like when you look through it he was every... surprised every he was surprised, Miller was. Uh uh uh-huh. but like when you flip through it, like every reveal of like a thing that Iron Man or someone does on his side is like it's like a villain reveal. It's like like you know, <laughs> like it's it's crazy. So it doesn't even even though that's clearly the side he lands on and then, you know, of course that's yeah. kinda how it ends, um he seems to not even get that. He's like making them seem like villainous, even just through the way he's telling the story.
1: Particularly the end. It has like Iron Man do like a real big villain. Like, yeah, that's how I got away with it. Right. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) holy shit. what? Like he, I thought the whole point was like at the end of that one where like, uh, where like Norman Osborn becomes iron Patriot and like, Mm -hmm. like all the bad guys have won, like the dark Avenger era. Like, yeah. for some reason, I thought that's what led into that. And I thought, oh, that makes a lot of sense. Like, but I get that's not what happened, right? That's not how... That's I think not the after, yeah, way. after this. Yeah. yeah
2: like, the, the Dark Avengers stuff was, like, maybe, like, a couple events after. It was, like, after yeah. Secret Invasion...
0: It's hard to and, remember all the timeline yeah but That's
2: that's the other thing when I was when I was reading this book like seeing the X-Men appear a, a little bit it was it, it it was jarring a little bit to see this incarnation of the X-Men uh which is so different than the current one and being like wait like it was It was, it was I had it, it was taken I was taken aback at that moment. It was
1: jarring for me to read this and see Pretty much everybody have the iconic version of their costume. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you see Spider-Man and he has the, like, Tony Stark thing. And the X-Men have, like, the... I think those are, like, the Joe Cassidy Yeah, uh, the John Cassidy
2: from... Astonishing X-Men outfits. Which are
3: pretty
1: Yeah, classic. so, like... Yeah, those are, like, pretty classic. They're not too okay. crazy. But they are, like, the most updated costumes. Everybody else has the ones from, like, the 70s. So it feels a little bit more like... This is an iconic Marvel, like this one, like, counts, like, it's out of time, it, it's, like, it yeah. still feels like it's, it's relevant today, because no, nobody is wearing a stupid fucking, like, costume that they've created, and it only lasted two years, Yeah, nobody's, nobody's right. like, rebooted
2: yet, yeah, basically. like,
1: yeah, like, Tamara and I have done a bunch of stuff, I mean, like, when I was doing those little eight-pagers at DC, like, you know, luckily, a lot of those were, like, you know, characters that had costumes that had you know, not, not change too much, like Superman, the Flash, uh, Batman, they, they've they sort of established, like, except for, like, the Flash's, like, weird lines on his suit, like, yeah. you know, they're pretty much the same. But, like, I, I know Tamara, she's coloring, like, a bunch of books for for DC, and she'll just be like, I don't know who any of these people are. Right. And it's like, yeah, but that's, like, that's Iron... I think that's, like, Hawkeye or something, if, or Man or whatever. It feels like, like, this the, is like a re- yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, I was just saying, like, it's 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 Green Arrow but you wouldn't know to look at him. Yeah. (laughs) It just looks like a a crazy dude.
0: It feels like the costume, like changeover has like sped up too. like before, even if I wasn't reading, you know, cause I don't really read a lot of comics right now or really any, but, um, uh, you know, I would be able to figure it out. It's like, okay, this person, I'll Google it like current costume or something. If they don't send me reference. And now it's like, there's like 20 versions. Like, I don't know if this one just came out. Is this an old one? Like, it's a different person. Maybe, you know, like, Uh, I guess it's just a natural course of, like, when you fall out of it, like, being less familiar, but at the same time, it's, like, it's... Yeah, it can be very confusing, and, uh, yeah. (laughs) Like, the ones in here, like you said, even if they don't have their, like, literal old-school original costume or something, it's, like, close enough that, like, it reads as that character still. Like, it's a tweak, not, like, Like a complete revamp.
1: Like, Miss Marvel shows up, and... Mm -hmm. It's like, first of all, oh yeah, she used to be Miss Marvel, right? Yeah, she um, still had the sad. But also, yeah, but also, it's like it's not the one that she came out with with the '70s, and it's not like the McKelvey redesign, which I think she's mostly had since then. It, but mm-hmm. you know who it is? Like, you're, right. oh yeah, that's she had that for decades, and you just did that Miss Marvel thing, and almost every run they gave you a new costume. <laughs> it's like it's like an action figure. Like, okay. Here's another one. And not that they weren't, like, good redesigns or whatever, whatever. But, like, I don't think every time a new person jumps on a new number one, you need to have a new redesign for the thing. And this comic, it was just like, oh, right. Back when I first got into comics, you could get into comics and, like, not need a fucking, like, you know, crazy map to figure out where everything is. I think of,
2: of all the characters in the book, though... Miss Marvel is the one who maybe, like, modern comic book people would be like, wait, who's that? <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like well, at this that, point, I mean, that character's yeah, been completely at this point, overhauled. Yes. I can't wait to get to the thing about her, because she had, like, one of the funnier lines in here to me. Um, so, oh, so let's get into it. But I, well, before we start, I want to say that when we did the Sin City one, I thought we did a great episode. But <laughs> listening back, I was terrible at doing the recap (laughs) like i would just say i would just skip ahead and be like oh yeah yeah so then this happens and danny would be like uh uh, no it no it doesn't (laughs) i i I hated having to
2: be like excuse excuse me uh, sir you (laughs) you you, you jumped over the elijah wood and marv fight
1: (laughs) i'm like what oh okay yeah let's go back then i was just like yeah i'm like running i'm like a bull in a china shop when it comes to the continuity (laughs) of this stuff but uh so from now on to correct that, you know, we said Daniel, you were pretty good at the play-by-play, so you just do that. So uh, I'm just gonna, you know, I'm gonna from now on when we do these things, I'm gonna try and let Daniel go plot by plot. You know, I'm gonna shut the fuck up. <laughs> let let gonna... me
2: let me present the scenes and and we and we can talk about it. <clears throat> it's beautiful, right? So we start Oh, so and
1: also for (laughs) some of these when there's these event books, I can't ask like a guest to read the whole thing. But we want to read the most important thing. The most popular part of any series is the first issue. So that's all we're gonna do today. And then we'll do like a recap at the end of it. But you know I just wanted to establish that also for you know. Yeah, this is mostly Civil War issue one. Right.
2: But yeah, no. We start off with the new new warriors, and I guess this is a, a during a time uh, in which the new warriors were uh, in a reality TV show. Like that was the angle that they were writing in the in their series, and yeah. they are about to uh, bust in on uh, some uh, a group of. Uh, higher-level uh, supervillains. This is, yeah, this what, is also...
1: What, mm-hmm. Oh, so what made me laugh about it is, like, it's so 2006 to be like, yes. ugh, reality shows. Oh, my God, <laughs> they're so dumb. Like, back then, that was, like, the hottest shit you could do. I mean, and even then, it's a little played out. Like, I feel like that's a real 2003, 2004 thing to be like, oh, my God, reality shows are, like... Pointing out the banality of a reality show back then is... You know, quaint. We already been and, through the simple life. We already been through also, Joe Millionaire.
2: This is also a very Mark Miller thing, to right. he, he loves making everything so current <laughs> that yeah. it'll become immediately dated right. uh, in two years, and reality shows are exactly that. Um, there's there's these moments where <coughs> they are commenting on uh, Namorita's like acne. Like there's, there's, um, there's these things that just feel like Millerisms everywhere.
1: Oh, for sure. It's also ironic. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, that's it. I just agreeing. Uh, I was going to say, it's also ironic that like him commenting about like the banality of a reality show in the middle of like a Marvel comic is so ironic because like back then the height of like banality in culture was the reality show. And now it's the superhero movie. (laughs) Like now, if I wanted to say like the dumbest piece of media you could consume is not like a, like the real housewives of anything, it would be, you know, civil war, the captain America movie. Like these movies are the same level of gloss. Polish. It's just pretty people doing things that like are, you know, like pacify the audience. And in the old, like you know, back in two thousand six, and then days, it would be like, "Here's some rich people, or here's some freaky looking people, and you know, watch them and feel better or whatever, like, like laugh at, cops. laugh at the shit." And now it's the same thing, but it's just like, you know, look at these people fighting, and they wear bright colors, and they're just like handsome, attractive people, and you know, just turn off your brain, watch the shit, and subscribe to Disney Plus. <laughs>
2: it it really feels like sort of a melding of of those ideas uh, in in I don't want to say that this was prescient because I don't want to give Mark Miller that credit. Well, but. I mean, I don't think
1: yeah, I don't but I don't think he was trying to make a statement about the superhero movie. We didn't have any good ones back then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, or you know, not sorry, we didn't have ones that were like a, like mass appeal like you know there was the Batman movies in the eighties and like mm-hmm. the early nineties, but then after that they were mostly just jokes until the the Iron Man one. And yeah, you know, and this, one, begins. this
2: this feels like a like a it, it is drawn and pitched almost like a perfect superhero movie.
1: Today, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yes.
2: <laughs> um. So, uh, as as they're doing their stakeout, uh, they get seen and uh. Uh, impromptu fight between the supervillains and the new warriors uh, breaks out. Very dramatic, very uh, beautiful angles from McNeven. Um, You get um, funny, like, uh, unnecessary cursing. Like, uh, (laughs) one of the villains says, holy asterisks signs. (laughs) Um, And it's like, if, if you're not gonna be able to like say holy fuck uh, <laughs> just just find a a normal p g thirteen word um but we we get the fight they're they're being um uh they're redoing their lines the this feels this is part of the thing that feels very dated sort of like they're trying out lines at, on the on the villains.
1: Um, Yeah, this man had just seen the Ali G show, and he's like, wait a minute. There is something interesting (laughs) you can say about media consumption.
2: Wait, uh, reality TV is not real?
1: (laughs) What? It is curated. That's crazy, dog. If you think about it, the most real thing you can be is yourself. (laughs) That's what Miller said in this one. (laughs) Um, Yeah, feel free to
2: interrupt. I'm just talking about what's going on. Well, yeah, so...
1: Namorita hits the school bus and then the fucking dude explodes. And I I didn't understand this because I don't know who this guy is because I didn't read Marvel comics. Mm-hmm. Is Speedball? Oh, the guy. Wait, the guy that blows
0: up is not Speedball. Is that what you're asking? You that's mean the long haired guy, the, the, the yeah, leader yeah, yeah.
2: of the of the New Warriors? Speedball.
1: Oh no, that's not Speedball. Who's the guy who blows up? Nitro. Nitro, yeah. Nitro. So Nitro blows up, and. Like part of is the that... thing
2: with Nitro is that they they uh, they always said that he was like sort of kind of a low level villain who could explode little parts of his body and create little explosions. So for this book, they kind of powered him up so that he's basically a nuke.
1: Right, and that is the but...
2: the the incident.
1: Right, that's the inciting incident. Um. I didn't know who this guy was. I mean he you know, he looked lame. Everybody <laughs> in this opening thing kind of looks lame. I'm not sure so, why but, he you know, doesn't well have well drawn, shoes. beautifully drawn, but he just doesn't look cool. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, think a lot like of these like the, the
2: blonde, the blonde long hair thing just made me think of like Magneto in in Age of Apocalypse.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I think most of these people were pretty obscure because I didn't I don't think even yeah. at the time or even now other than from uh, this. I knew who Miller got these, like, a list of of people he could just off. He totally did for this issue and the rest of the book. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. Uh so then there's that two-page spread, right? Now you go over to the next part. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, immediately cut to this it, amazing two-page spread. It's a cool two-page spread and it's just like oh the uh we did a 911. We <laughs> gave, like we gave them their night like this it's been 5 years I think cuz this came out in 2006. Yeah. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. So it had been five years since 9-11, it had been one year since Katrina, and Millar was like, you know what, I think we're ready to talk about this. (laughs) (laughs) Like, not in a way where we're just like, you know, know, oh yes, we love the first responders, we love the troops, we love, you know, all that stuff. Like, no, he was ready to talk about, you know, like the deeper issues of this. I mean, not really, but you know. He was ready to at least use the imagery he, he definitely to make thought he could. He definitely yeah. thought he could talk about these issues. He was cooking. Like, he thought, <laughs> I, I got some shit to say. I got some ideas I got to get out here. So it opens up, and it's a bunch of superheroes that are, like, lifting rubble. Uh, Captain America standing over a charred flag. There's a bunch of, like, you know, firefighters, like, uh, just doing firefighter stuff. You know, they're just kind of, like, walking around. Yeah, this, um, is,
2: this image is like a 9-11 tribute.
1: Yeah. It looks like it looks like it could have been taken from that 911 yeah. like book that Marvel put Just put, put Doctor
0: Doom crying in the
1: corner, and you're good to go. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Doom, like uh, I didn't know, I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but, uh, like,
2: the the superheroes are cooperating, but then this also serves as like the the scene for like what I call like the first debate. This the
3: mm-hmm.
1: yeah. This is like a, this is like a very, this is like a, if Ben Shapiro had like a debate against like, I think like Steven Crowder or something like just two unlikable people, (laughs) just like they have a disagreement and you just have to watch them just like parse through the slight differences, even though they're on the same side of the argument, which is like in this, in this Marvel universe, they both feel like they should have control over uh, like people like, you know mm-hmm, what I mean? Like the, mm-hmm. the, the idea from both of them is like the superheroes, obviously we have the right to have like our moral compass be the deciding one of like who gets punished in, in this world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like there is no jury. There's no like, you know, like yeah, the whole yeah. like American justice system. It's, it, it, it is all at the whim of, of them. And Captain America is like, I love the good old days <laughs> back when he's all about uh, tradition. I, I did it my way. And Iron Man is like, well, wait a minute. What if we just cooperate with the government and we still get to be fascist goons, but... In a democracy. <laughs> see the
2: the the way I the way I I, I don't necessarily see it as for example like uh, Ben Shapiro Stephen Crowder that type of example. I see it more like. I just meant like I didn't like, mean them too
1: specifically. I maybe, just meant like maybe just like, two unlikable annoying people. Yeah, some kind of
2: some kind of uh, libertarian uh, debating like Jeff Bezos where or <laughs> yeah. or right, the idea right. that the idea that um it's it's very like a neoliberal uh fascism versus a uh, libertarian fascism yeah
1: yeah um yeah he he mentions that you know they killed like eight or nine hundred people it's so, like a thousand people and wow those I mean, back, lo- those in, are, back then yeah. one thousand dead <laughs> back then like even one thousand dead that's enough to yeah. like really incite some. Meaningful action to get in like our government. millions of so, people
2: protesting. <laughs> those are those well, are some jump but, numbers. No, but you think days. about like
1: how crazy it is. Like they're like, wait a minute, nine hundred people, possibly nine hundred mm-hmm. people died. The government's going to pass a bill tomorrow to address the situation <laughs> that has ninety. In real life, we
0: know ninety percent public support apparently. <laughs> ninety, <laughs>
1: and, and in real life, we know that you could actually kill three hundred thousand and do. Almost nothing. Yeah, and it's still and divided. People are gonna be mostly chill about it. So like, I think Millar maybe misunderstood. Like, granted, back then after 9/11, we yeah, created the yeah. Espionage Act. Yes, we created ICE. We created it, you know the whole like Department of Homeland Security. Like so we got shit done. Yeah. Like I I get it, but that's because there was some jingoistic stuff at play. Like, if there was a foreigner who did this, we'd be off to, like, fuck a civil war. We'd be off to actual war. In this comic, it's just a superhero. I mean, it's a supervillain who I guess is American. He blows up a fucking city block. And they're, like, in real life, (laughs) in real life now and probably 2005, you would just have people saying, like, well, wait a minute. Who did that? Was he a Republican or (laughs) a Democrat? Because that's really going to decide how we play this one. I think...
0: Oh, sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. No, no, go, go on, oh, Tamara. I was going to say, like, the whole book is definitely, like, very much of that 9-11 era, for sure. Because the whole thing is just Tony Stark is, like, it seems like Mark Miller's just kind of like, all that stuff that George Bush did, super cool. I love that, actually. <laughs> they just kind of like, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how it I'm is. I'm actually, like, know?
1: chilling with that, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> He's like, Patriot Act? Let's fucking... Yeah, yeah, yeah we absolutely. need We need
2: unilateral power. Yeah. That's the argument of, of the book. Right. <laughs> Um but what I, what I was going to say was like uh the the thing that makes this such a such a big incident is that it's um like everyone saw it in the in the the whole country saw the tape where they said they were only chasing ratings and it's one of like the it's like reality TV would be like the only situation in which this event would would have been covered whereas in 2020 everybody would have had uh, a camera phone oh, and right. ha- have been documenting this tragedy like we would have gotten like like what happened in in belarus the explosion we got like mm-hmm. uh thousands of angles of that explosion um and it and it still wouldn't have like like even if we had all of that uh it still wouldn't have led to any actual action yeah about well also
1: millar i think very strategically very pointedly has it the like the vil- the the innocent pe- people that are killed that you see are school kids like they blow up in front of an elementary school right. so yes so you see a bunch of like white kids playing <laughs> soccer or whatever and they get fucking annihilated in, like, a nuclear uh, explosion. And, like, again, we know you can actually gun down plenty of kids and they are not going to make any kind of meaningful action. He was so, so naive. Like, yeah, like, he didn't understand that you could Sandy hook people mm-hmm. and actually, like, it, like, the government won't even ban the gun that, like, they used to do that. Much less superheroes. Fuck that. What are you talking about? Yeah, this, this, um, this, this
2: is what makes the Marvel Universe fantastical, I think.
0: Yeah, well, that that's
1: part
2: yeah. of what
0: gets weird about, you know, a weird thing about this book is that, like, like oh, we've operated like this for so long. We were lucky they would, you know, but, like, <coughs> that's because you were operating in a fantasy world before, and now you're trying to, like, <laughs> drag it down to real life where, of course, it doesn't make sense, you know, like, that people just see, like, oh, I can, I can I'm can i really good at punching people now, and I'll just go fight other people who, like, make things explode or whatever, yeah. And now you're, like, getting really down into it. But then it, like, and it skips over so much stuff, you know. Obviously, I don't expect Mm -hmm. the Marvel Comics to release Civil War and it's just all about, like, you know, like, a bill procedure or anything like that. But it's like, like you said, it moves so fast. Like, there's no debate, really. Like, it's between, you know, other than Iron Man and Captain America. Just everyone's on board. We love it. Cracking down. Um, But, like, with the gun thing, you know, you have, like, lobbyists and there's people that make money off of that. So there's, like, that influence. But there's no corollary for that that we know of for like a superhero thing right but why would you too like because who cares like (laughs) um so it's just weird to like try to graft uh for miller to try to graft that stuff onto this like inherently silly concept of people like wearing tights and punching each other yeah
2: it's also
1: oh go on go on ramon Oh, so yeah, and like because of the realism, the fact that it is just people wearing tights, like it because of the art being so good, it is it just it does make it look inherently goofy, you know. <laughs> it's it's hard it's it's hard to separate that because there's nothing really overly fantasy about it except for the fact that they're all like fucking jacked and all the all the babes that got amazing asses in this comic. <laughs> like we have to you yes. have to put out that Magnificent kind of went off with the asses in this <laughs> one.
2: He I, like, it's McNeven, but it's also Maury Hollowell. Like, oh, yeah. the rendering and roundness, the perfectly <laughs> smooth airbrushing going on is... is
1: uh, it, it's, oh, so it, it cuts to the, uh, the X-Men. Yeah, uh, no. They're, the, they're helping.
2: The X-Men are helping, and it's also weird to see, like, the juxtaposition of, like, they're showing that the X-Men are already monitored by Sentinels as they're working. And Wolverine feels a way about it. Yeah. And some of the people who are being rescued are already scared of the X-Men. And it, it feels like this book is trying to do like a commentary at this moment that leads nowhere.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like trying to trying to parse through like okay, if the X-Men are the marginalized community, they're already being watched, but they're helping. But it <laughs> Like, it, it, it doesn't really have any... Like, it's just like a... Like, damn, bro, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. think about it. It's
0: also, like, yeah. just strange of, like, their... You know, because it's comic, trying to handle things very real. I, they make allusion to something that Wolverine did. I don't remember. I know Mark Miller wrote a Wolverine. Oh book. yeah,
2: it was it, like they ref they reference uh, Miller's Wolverine run okay. in which he threatens the president for yeah. some reason. Or but like, it's but, yeah.
0: it, but it's like if you okay, you're in the situation where tensions are high. You know, people are scared of superheroes. Why would you even bring the X Men in <laughs> then? If that's your, <laughs> if you got to have a Sentinel we'll babysitting them. <laughs> Like yeah. I understand, the X Men's want to help, right? But there's yeah. a conflict that they could have been. It's just like no, they're just here doing, it, and then the Sentinels and, are by. And
2: when
1: you're well, having, they didn't the... want to cancel. They didn't want to cancel the X Men. <laughs> yeah, like they're like you know these are yeah they're problematic, but like we need to allow people to grow and change. Yeah. Or at yeah. least was, yeah, at least you Wol- wanted to kill the president. Yeah,
0: <laughs> at least ask Wolverine to stay home. But... If you're gonna have them, <laughs>
1: <laughs> or just put out an apology. You know, put out a note app apology. My bad. Like, listen, I made some mistakes, dog. Like, I didn't mean to. I wanted to kill the president. <laughs> I just <admit> met the president. <laughs> but that's why I have a dialogue. I thing that's weird, I don't
0: remember that story very well. Um, I don't remember what that. was I just about know it him. was
2: drawn by Romita Junior. Yeah, yeah.
0: I read it, but it's just been so long. But then the president is in this, so I don't remember if the president was actually like bad or if there was like something going on with the Wolverine. Is it
2: George Bush? Is it George Bush in this book? It was like sort of like they give him a brown hair at the end of this book. He looked kind of uh, like, like a baby. Like the, George the Oval Bush. Office. Yeah, it feels like a They're very like, young. A
1: random dude. I don't know who it is. They're just like, you know, listen. We can't talk about which president it is. Yeah. It's a white dude. Just accept
2: it. <laughs> yeah. Let's not date the book by having the actual president. Let's just mention Lindsay Lohan and Paris
1: holton <laughs> <laughs> Right. <laughs> um, well, hey, listen. This is this is respectable. Like, we're not gonna like, you know, we'll make fun of those women, but we're not gonna like talk bad about the president. That's fucked yeah. up. Yeah.
2: Um but the um, thing the thing about the mutant conversation is that you're you're showing them as already sort of like a marginalized community and like mutants like we were having this conversation uh with Emma uh mm-hmm. a couple of episodes ago um but there's this sort of a dichotomy between like the mutants and the avengers where the mutants are a minority and the avengers are like white people or like, or right. like, like humans. Well, and so the, the, th- the, the book posits or civil war posits. is like, what if they also persecuted white people? Right? <laughs>
1: right, But what, what's interesting about that is the one who's there, like the Avenger that's saying like, yeah, Wolverine's kind of fucked up. Like why is he even fucking here? Is uh Goliath, the only <laughs> black Avenger. Yeah, <laughs> you know
2: <that's> it's, the- <laughs> it's a thing they do where they, they bring out, they token him. Yeah.
1: He's the dude on Fox News that's like, I, I think they should pull up their pants. <laughs> <You> <laughs> I know? think
2: we need but, more police on the streets, to, to be honest with you. Bill
1: cosby is a giant-ass <laughs> Bill Cosby out here just being like tone-policing Wolverine. That's crazy. And then the white woman of all white women, the Karen herself, flies in to be like, well, maybe they're right, Goliath. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, maybe maybe... Maybe the X Men, maybe us superheroes, and the X Men. Maybe like we should be fucked up by like like you know soldiers, paramilitary troops, or whoever. You know it was like, it's, like is nuts. Yeah, no. <laughs> that like, she like just flies in, just like you know, just an annoying I, white lady flies in to agree with the with the authority with the establishment. I don't. I don't even Incredible.
2: know if Miller is aware of of the the image of Black Goliath talking about uh witch hunts or coming after us with torches and pitchforks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I think he, I think he, I think you're wrong. I think he very consciously knew what he was doing there. Ah,
2: <sighs> yes. Let's just and let's then, say yes.
1: And then they go like, well, you know, you know, who could even justify this? And then they cut to She Hulk on Larry King Live. <laughs>
2: Hell yeah. Um, the, the TV conversations on accountability start, uh, I would like to see this whole episode because I would love to see like Larry being like, so you're green.
1: <laughs> uh. See, you know what, Daniel, you keep up that kind of impression level, you gotta throw away the stand, but that yeah, right there, that was golden, bro. You're saying you're green, but everywhere. <laughs> No I want to like, see her go on Howard to talk about this too. He's like, uh yeah. so do superheroes do anal?
2: <laughs> <laughs> now uh and I, I can't do I can't do Howard's turn. Um I'm, I'm, no, I'm not even gonna try. So fast forward we're at uh, the we're at the funeral hold, service. Hold on, no, 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 real quick, real quick, Okay, real quick, okay, okay, I, okay. She
1: says something that I wrote down because it you mm-hmm. know she says uh she says uh a ban on superheroes. Well, in a world with thousands of supervillains, that's obviously impossible. Like we can't ban guns. People have guns, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but training them up and making them carry badges. Yes. I'd say that sounds like a reasonable response. So like, it's amazing that Millar in this thing can't even imagine a world where maybe cops are like, you know, not, uh, an authority that you can trust. Yeah. Like not just like, like, you know, like, he, it doesn't even cross the mind of most of these superheroes that cops can't inherently be noble. And yet and, yet and the same conversation. I don't know really why. Like, this, this, I'm, not, I'm not even sure why there's no, voice, no, not one person that's like, um, well, cops are bad sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, everybody's just like, mm-hmm. hey, you got a badge? You're good in my book. That, but
2: this is the same, exactly the same argument that's in 2020 used to, like, justify the militarization of the police. It's like right, ex- oh, yeah exactly. we had some uh, bad apples but we can train them better. We can give them more badges. We can give them more sophisticated badges that will solve the problem.
1: Yeah. So, so next scene.
2: Yeah, no, we're in the we're in the big service, the tragedy, the <laughs> the funeral in which uh Tony Stark gets like spider webbed. I'm going to say like what do you mean? Uh, attacked by a, a, a grieving mother who can shoot spider webs out of her mouth. <laughs> like, no, no. Here's what, here's what happens. <laughs> like, here's I, what happens. all the You're respect doing... to Steve McNevin, but I don't know why he chose to render this she, this way, but it was, really looks okay, like a mutant attack. She was drinking a lot of milk.
0: We had a lot of dairy. She was <laughs> saving it up special for <laughs>
1: Tony Stark.
2: It, it looks like the Todd McFarlane spaghetti web, too. It does. It's got that. I mean, it does. You're not wrong. <laughs>
1: Um, however, <laughs> you didn't watch flavor of love when pumpkin spit on New York. Cause that looks frame for frame. What that, what that spit looked like. That was an <laughs> iconic spit in in television history. So I'm not going to say that, the, you know, that, that couldn't happen. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. But, but-, um, but yeah, no, he's at the service for the, for the, uh, grieving. Like people are, people are having a funeral service for, for some reason, one boy, like they one killed nine hundred people, but they're at the funeral service for for one person individual. Damien and, with an A-E-N. yeah Damien, and Damien's mom shows up. A Karen, a classic Karen. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and calls him a piece of crap and spits off, <laughs> spits in his face, <laughs> which owns. Kind and she of. can say
2: piece of actually that that is very like in line with the Karen idea. Like maybe the supervillains can like uh, cuss with the <laughs> with the symbols. But this, this
1: lady just says,
2: You're a filthy piece of crap. Just that's well, what i don't that's like is that, that, that she, she calls you a
1: piece of crap and not a piece of shit. Because a piece of shit is much more visceral. Yeah. Like, you're a piece of crap. They could have given, <laughs> like, that, given her some symbols. They could have given her some symbols. A, a cr- piece of crap is a very caring thing to call somebody. Like, what is this, like the Midwest? <laughs> like this this funeral? A piece of crap is nuts. Pardon my faith. You're a piece of crap. This is nuts. Um, <laughs> <laughs> And she, you know, she again blames superhero culture that she says that he is responsible for. She says that um, it's another person who's like, cops have to train and carry badges, (laughs) but that's too boring for Tony Stark. Nah. Joe Billionaire here says, all you need are some powers and a badass attitude, and you can uh, have a place in his private super gang. And he's just like, damn like she's right like, <laughs> i hadn't even thought of it that way um in, in terms of yeah, the art
2: and- I, I i just wanted to point out that this is one of those pages where the McNeven contrast style kind of is a little bit off-putting like it feels like she's like coming out of the darkness <laughs> it, like the extreme contrast of that face there is is and maybe it's just the era or, or his style, but that like insistence on a perfect white border around all the figures oh, yeah. was always very weird to me.
0: Oh, that's still going maybe
2: on. Maybe it's like Dexter that. Vines inking. Uh, not putting any blame on anybody, but it, it 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 it's the type of thing that that it's one of those clashes with Hollowell's yeah. colors.
0: Yeah, no, if people still do yeah. that. Don't worry about it. There's <laughs> We're afraid to have lines <laughs> touch like darkness. We just like, no, there has to be there has to be some kind of outline. So we'll like trace this with white.
2: Yeah, It, it the the argument continues. She is not having any of Tony's not even making an argument. Like, uh, in just typical white woman fashion, nobody can deal with her. Everyone's just trying to. Everyone's just trying to when like
1: mold her. When it, she it, leaves, everyone just gets out of the way. They're like, okay, no, no one, yeah. none of this woman's problems. Nobody does
2: anything. Nobody can like even shove her in a direction. She's just allowed to tantrum and spit on a billionaire's face. It's fine. I
1: mean, that kind of (laughs) owns, and you know, she's, she might be, if she wasn't like saying like you should be cops, if she was just saying, (laughs) fuck you, you shouldn't be able to do this, then she'd be the hero of the story. Yes. Like the thing is her mind is polluted by, you know, police. (laughs) (laughs) Like everyone in this book, everyone in this book can't imagine anything but those two options if she yeah if she was like fuck you fuck your militaristic like you know police force you're unaccountable to everybody you do whatever the fuck you want um you know down with capitalism tax the rich <laughs> i'd be like oh hell yeah let's get damien's mama a fucking uh solo series you know but instead she has to say be cops and it's like well fuck you yeah. then how dare bitch. you not be cops <laughs> yeah peter parker's there too and he's yeah. like damn that's crazy convenient <laughs>
2: J. Jonah Jameson's very, like, uh, uh, friendly with Peter at this moment uh, mm-hmm. to get the shot. He's hugging the boy. This, yeah. Like, they've, they've always kind of, like, not been that friendly. But I guess it's a good moment. He wants to make sure that Parker gets a shot.
1: He's getting emotional. Um, and they cut They cut to a ball dude here. Do you, is that supposed to be somebody? I think
2: that has to be somebody. I. It's not obviously it's not Bendis but <laughs> but there's another cameo there's another cameo in the TV interviews who we know who it is uh-huh
1: so well, I, mean, a, I, I haven't got there yet, may, but i don't, I don't know I, who
0: maybe if we you know like in 2006 he'd be like oh of course that's that guy we, on, yeah, yeah it we definitely
2: time. can't just google bald comic writer <laughs> because it's it's 80% of them
1: well, I didn't know if it was a comic book writer, if it was supposed to be like a public figure, like Jesse the Body or something. Because like, he got like a weird mustache and like goatee. Yeah, I mean, yeah that goatee just looks confident like. Confident in his look.
2: That that's a pervert goatee. That's a <laughs> that's a sex dungeon goatee.
1: I can't um, believe you said that. I just got that goatee after reading this book. Damn. Fuck like you, no,
2: but you have hair on your head. It's it's the bald and the oh, v- patch the of part. goatee goatee thing <laughs> that you can tell that they have an S and M dungeon. Um,
1: so then it goes to Things Turn Ugly, yes. the Blazer Club. Johnny, Johnny Storm and
2: wants to go clubbing with a nameless, hottie girlfriend. And absolute
1: dime piece for, for Johnny Storm here.
2: Yes, just a random...
1: Total babe. Like, blonde Kind of looks like his sister, which is yeah, fucked, Yeah, but I, I, would oh, wow. <laughs> I would have given her a different right. hair color. I would have given her a different hair color
2: because... I think it's in a second issue or a third issue where they... Johnny and Sue are kind of incognito as well. Yeah, this is weird.
1: Yes, I didn't even <laughs> think about that. Good point, yeah, Ramon. That's, wow, <laughs> <laughs> just blew your minds. Like also weirdly the also weirdly the. Like they just throw in a bunch of American flags here just to really make you think this book is about something. <laughs> but I don't think you need one on the Blazer Club. <laughs> like, I don't know how patriotic is the Blazer Club. We're in New crazy. York. It's two thousand six.
0: Everyone's very yes. patriotic.
1: Yeah, everyone yeah, is. It's across the street from the YMCA and the Dollar <laughs> Am. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the Dollar Am. No, Yo, if you if you go if you go to a nightclub called the Blazer Club, across from the YMCA, <laughs> it could be the
2: Laser Club. That's kind of it wild. Could be the dude. Laser Club.
1: Oh, that's it's the uh, Blazer Club. Yeah, it's
2: like centered. It's um, centered.
1: Oh yeah, that's true. You're right. Um. I mean, that's cool. I'm that just would, saying, yeah. like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not. Listen, I'm not saying anything negative. I'm an ally. Everybody knows that about me. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> ally of the year. Um, Absolutely, absolute ally of it. the year. But... And
2: so, the 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 interaction between Johnny and his girlfriend or whoever she is is just obnoxious like i when when they finally jump him i'm celebrating in
1: this scene yeah (laughs) he's he's kind of an asshole like he's just being a dick he's like (laughs) like right like they didn't even have to he really didn't need to give them a reason to fuck him up yeah he did he was like (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna come here be an asshole and they're like you know what not only are are you a piece of shit you cut us all in line right? (laughs) you you know you're rubbing your wealth in our face yeah Yeah. Um, he's rubbing his power you're a baby killer like you call this dude fat (laughs) you fat shamed this dude he's calling a dude Uh, tubby yeah it, there's and, no like build
0: up um, in that argument it's like he's immediately like hostile towards them like for even questioning why they would <laughs> let him in the club and then he it.
2: shits on he shits on like the new warriors as
1: well he's yeah. like
2: those guys uh, they're C-list tops uh, <laughs> get the fuck
1: out of my face Oh, all those de- all those dead people yeah, yeah. they were c list we not has- give a fuck <laughs>
0: He has like no humility or like awareness of that situation of like you know maybe I should be a little bit more low key maybe I should be an asshole and throw my weight around and just yeah. like it's and not weird. to mention
2: not to mention his haircut which is asking for it.
1: <laughs> you see that you see that and that's a hard he... look. You bash but, a once again, now you're that. insulting me again because that's the haircut that I got today. That's what. That's your look right now. Damn. I'm. I'm generally I got that just and that pervert guy's mustache. You're just I'm, hating on me, bro. I'm you're biased mad against. That review I'm biased still. against people with full heads of hair, to be honest. <laughs> you're you're mad about that review. Everyone knows it. <laughs> I'm.
2: Yeah. No. I'm. I'm trying to. I'm trying to make a thing, and the thing is, I hate people with hair, which will make me beloved um. by most people. Um, anyways, Johnny gets owned. We transition, Johnny gets owned, and we transition to who I think is Tom Brevert, but I can't can't recognize him without his hat. It does look kind of like him,
1: yeah. That does look like Tom Brevert without the hat. Yo, next time, pop that hat on.
2: Like, I feel like they should have drawn just a full suit with the hat, like
1: a reporter. (laughs) Oh, by the way, that that, the colors in that scene are pretty sick. By the way, I like, I do like the. The blue tones and everything. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I just feel like the real you know. If we after at the end of this, I want to rank who did who was best to worst in this thing. Like, you know, because obviously we know Miller's at the bottom. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> but the it might be the colorist has been doing like the most killer work in this thing. I don't know.
2: Well, uh, uh, maybe we'll a lot of the heavy lifting was done. Like, I I I want to give Steve McNeven some credit in terms of comp- composition, but so much of the shape was yeah. was being done so well like maury hollowell is a painter he's
1: killing yeah. it he's he's crushing it what does he do now does he color people still or... i was just wondering that like
0: i'm sure he's got to be doing something out there like they they had those two like doing like these huge events after events um mm-hmm. but i oh i was talking because um the last thing i remember steve Mcniven doing and i'm sh- and i think maury colored him on that as well was um that nemesis book for miller and that was one of like the Miller mm, World mm-hmm. things, so they might have just got a big payday on that or something.
2: But I think that that <laughs> uh, Nemesis book was one of these books that was colored over pencils, like Steve oh, McNeven okay. pencils. And yeah. I feel like you can see the absence of Dexter Vines.
1: Mm-hmm. Just yeah. just thinking no, about it now, was just over looking back. And- no, absolutely, that's 100% true, because I remember I got Nemesis hype because I loved McNiven uh-huh. on, like, this and Old Man Logan and stuff, mm-hmm. and I got that book, and I was like, oh, eh, uh, like, n- no. Some, something but, was but definitely I, you know, missing. Dexter Vines is good on, on everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, Get well soon, Dexter. You know, he's, s- he's going through some stuff, but uh, is one of, the, one of my favorite inkers of all time. Yeah. I'm definitely, sure that-
2: like, cleanest, cleanest lines.
0: Now that I'm looking at at least the covers I don't know that Maury Hollow will color pin on this
2: it might have been mm-hmm. M- Dave uh, that sounds It right. might be maybe and I'm just and I'm just talking off the style I'm not looking anything mm-hmm. up it's just the the
1: type of rendering was uh, yeah. f- flatter um this one's crazy I might give it colorist inker penciler writer in terms of like yeah i i would put who's crushing i would put those three
2: in like almost like the first place pedestal together that's the thing like they
1: did i mean they're working great together but i'm saying if you have to choose you only Mm -hmm. have one spot on the
2: (laughs) yeah if you have to like split them up in the pedestal you put colorist (laughs) inker penciler and then miller you just don't have him on the
0: stage (laughs) (laughs) It was, just throw
1: rotten fruits at him. And it was,
0: was McCaig, by the way, that colored that. Up. Wow. Uh, okay, well, shout out to good, Dave McCaig. Good eye. I
2: guess I don't... Um. So we transition to the Baxter building yes. where Reed Richards insists on having 30 heroes in about like a 10 feet space. <laughs> they really are just <laughs> yeah. jammed in there. He, he told every everybody, <laughs> huddle in. Huddle in, we gotta get this panel done. <laughs> <laughs> It and just gives
1: you the it gives you the idea that there's just so many more people right, there even, yeah. but really it's just those people in that tiny square.
2: <laughs> yeah, they're they're really all the important sort of characters from the series because you see these characters a little bit further on and Cyclops. Cyclops is irrelevant <laughs> to, to this
1: conversation. Cyclops like, yo, no one wants to talk to me? I guess why did you invite an X Men? I guess Wolverine's it, cool. I guess Wolverine, like, Cyclops likes Wolverine, is there to kind of chaperone Wolverine, but he's not, not really trying invited. He's not to to murder the president, but you're giving me shit. Okay, fine. Yeah,
2: he's he's imagining what's happening outside while Wolverine's actually like <laughs> hanging out with the with the with the heavyweights. Um, um, yeah, they're having
1: they they're having the second debate. This is what I call the second debate, in which this is this scene is an absolute banger. <laughs> I loved every page panel out of every interaction. It's so sick. What, what I love about it is like, so they've killed 900 people. <laughs> Not these Absolute people specifically. Tragedy. But the culture, that like the lady, ident- like correctly identified, the culture you have created is such that you can have people driving around in a, like a minivan, filming a little fucking TV show, and you'll accidentally kill 900 people <laughs> as a bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, For ratings. And to... And like we've established that the government is like looking into like maybe doing some like reform, and then you have all these people, the like the elitists, they're bourgeois, fucking chilling in uh, the Baxter Building, just like a fucking mansion, uh, just sipping sipping on cocktails, sipping on you know sipping on drinks, deciding okay now what are we really gonna do? Because we don't give a fuck what the government says. We can turn against them. <laughs> we have the power. We have we have the collective force to do whatever the fuck we want you know mm-hmm. as long as we all agree on it but we're not going to <laughs> yeah. obviously this is because as we're here what we're learning is that wasp is upset because they might have pension plans and an annual vacation time <laughs> what it is i think yeah yeah, yeah. did did steve, McNe- steve mcneven and dexter vines have pension plans and an annual vacation time <laughs> i i think steve mcneven might have he was, was one
2: of these like young guns Steve McNevan was one of those, the, the artists that they like trotted out as, like, we're giving these people dental insurance.
0: <laughs> maybe. Look at his teeth. You know, maybe if they'd registered their abilities, they would, you know, get earned that, right? But it is pretty ludicrous. Uh, it's just...
2: If you gave this book to any freelancer, they would be really upset <laughs> uh,
1: having to draw th- those lines. <laughs> I'd be bummed. Yeah. Oh you know what? We didn't even mention the letter R I P to the lettering uh on this book. Like whoever did it, like, you know, you did a lot of work. Great job. Um, we we read it. Iron pretty Man well. a, you made him a robot. That's that's special. <laughs> yeah, they gave um, Iron But let's talk but about the real But that's also like
2: a very like Marvel <laughs> style guide. Like this uh sort of like rounded rectangle electric lettering for Iron Man is like uniform
1: throughout all Marvel books. Sure. I just wanted to point out we didn't list the letter in our ranking and. Um I don't apologize. Shout out to and to we'll continue to not Jimmy. List the letters. I think it was Jimmy Letters. <laughs> His name's Jimmy, Jimmy letters. letters. Congratulations Jimmy Letters everyone. Or maybe the some like, like part of
2: the thing sometimes in the conversation about letterers is that sometimes it's like lettered by Blammo or like effects. Right. <laughs> like yeah, comics wham. Yeah, Blammo
1: Comic Blam went off on this one. And <laughs> um, and it's good quality
2: work from Blammo Effects.
1: Uh, I love how Iron Man interrupts the conversation where Wasp is concerned that they may have lab- that they may get lab- labor rights. Um, he interrupts to be like, "Oh, what you don't want to be fucking legitimate? You don't want to be held publicly accountable?" And they're just like, "What? <laughs> <laughs> like, why are we? Why are you here?" <laughs> Luke Cage is giving him a look that that only
2: o- only uh, billionaires get. Like, just <laughs> yeah, don't fucking like, talk to me. us. Don't look at us right now.
1: Yeah, they're both over his bullshit. Yeah. Um, and then, another a, a potential hero arises from the group. Um, I don't know what Patriot. his name is. This is Patriot. Uh, Patriot. Okay. I was going to call him Little Captain America. <laughs> Little Captain America, yeah. No, even Reed doesn't <laughs> know Captain, who he is. <laughs> Little Captain America says, Someone said we should go on strike if they mess with us like this. Does anybody else think that's a good idea? God. And uh, y- fucking strike buster himself. <laughs> Mr. Fantastic. Incredibly condescending. Uh, no, I don't think a strike is a good idea. Ever. We should never strike. <laughs>
2: what are, are you talking about?
1: Like, all right, <laughs> no, uh, what no, are no, you, no, a communist? No. Excuse me? <laughs> that, that dude is like in, uh, in the summer, the NBA, uh, they potentially almost went on strike. And then LeBron's like, uh, I don't think that's right. <laughs> yeah. to Reed Richards is like Barack Obama being like, uh, you said your point.
2: I think it's time for the game to keep going.
1: Reed Richards is like, actually, the the biggest thing we could do to affect change is to just be superheroes, just be out there. Yeah, yeah. But what? I love. I don't think that changes it. No, that'll do it. I love it. That's what.
2: In this scene, Cyclops gets the blandest line ever, the most useless line. He's like, uh, so, uh, what, what? What's the general consensus? Right, he has an no opinion. A- anybody could have said that.
1: Hey, guys, what are we thinking? Uh, <laughs> they all just ignore him. They're like, <laughs> so, uh, the nobody answers So uh, are we getting pizza or not? <laughs> he, that, that, he could be saying literally anything in that panel, and it would the, the outcome would be the same. It
2: changes nothing. Uh, Iron Man just, it, it's like that thing where somebody says something that everybody hated, and then they <laughs> stare at him for a second, and then they just keep going around <laughs> with their conversation. That's what happened right there.
1: Yeah. Um, Oh, but but also, um, I love the condescending. Like they, the letter who did go off. um, They made civil servants uh, bold. Like uh, they want to see civil servants, pieces of shit (laughs) people. (laughs) It is like yeah. Listen, I will be a soldier. It's got to. I will never be a fucking mailman. Are you kidding? (laughs) Disgusting. Ew. Government wants us to be civil servants. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> they they just absolutely like this is the most sort of like uh, authoritarian, like anti-socialist <laughs> kind of comic that you could possibly make. Yes. Um. Shout out. Shout out to the letter. They they did their <laughs> thing though. The 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 all the all cap I mean the all bold uh, civil servants. That really th- that really got me going. <laughs> I was hyped. Um, so the conversation so continues, f- yeah. Falcon says, uh, "I can't believe I'm hearing this. The masks are a tradition. We can't just let them turn us into super cops." And uh, you know, fair, except for you literally already are super right. cops. <laughs> like what are you talking <laughs> What are you talking about? Like what what do you think you're all here for? That's what the, you're the doing. Super cop meeting. I, I genuinely don't understand what the superheroes thought they were doing before <laughs> by arresting people who were breaking the law.
2: See that's that's the that's the libertarian argument yeah. in this in, in, in this <laughs> right. thing. Like the,
0: Yeah. They like that part. They don't like the, you know, threat of accountability. Not the reality of course, but you know.
1: Yeah. Like a superhero in this world has never killed somebody who was innocent on accident and then had to be held accountable. They just killed him. And then just went about up until, like, oh up until the beginning of this issue. That's when it finally we just like sprinkled some coke on him, and they're like, "Well, it looks like he was a cokehead."
0: <laughs> all those all, all those costume changes—they're more like, "Oh shit, <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta switch yeah, it that up." that wasn't me. That was uh, <laughs> yeah,
1: like Wolverine
0: was like,
2: "No, no, no," that was a guy in the brown suit.
1: <laughs> uh, hey, speaking of which, the 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 wife abuser is in that page talking to him yeah. as Yellow Jacket. He really not put not that again. Yellow Jacket
2: costume back on. <laughs> I would have really went back He's to like, Ant Man.
1: No, 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 no. Ant Man beat his wife. I'm <laughs> Yellow Jacket. <laughs> no. Um. So Ant Man comes in with some. heat, says, "Are you kidding? We're lucky people have tolerated it for this long, Sam." Why would we? Why should we be allowed to hide behind these things? And it's like, yeah, I mean, I guess, but like, like what? You're so, you're still a superhero though. Yeah. Like you just stop, if you if you feel it's that it's like they then just, just realized they
2: just realized what they've been doing for fifty years. <laughs>
1: Wait, why why right. why should we be allowed? And now here comes the character find of twenty what was it? What year was this? Twenty twelve. I think it was two thousand five, two thousand six. Oh, sorry, yeah. I was way off. Two thousand six uh sjw wolverine (laughs) he comes in he comes in he virtue signals his ass off because the world ain't so nice outside your ivory tower bub he's like check your privilege you don't know what it's like out there for a mutant okay and and Um, ben grimm actually
2: uh he he flips it he flips it on him saying like oh no we've been oppressed you hear about johnny that's (laughs) oppression (laughs) <laughs> uh, I don't know what you're talking about Wolverine uh, Yeah, well, here's the thing, is,
1: MAGA thing the MAGA thing just scapegoats Wolverine he blames him for Johnny getting owned he thinks yeah. the only reason people didn't like Johnny is because you wanted to kill the president that one time not because he was over there calling them fat and ugly and stupid <laughs> and so cutting in line 900 people just got killed and that they should have to wait behind him in line Like, well, things like this is your fault it's like no that was his fault <laughs> if that if they had the footage of him being an asshole even the thing would have to be like oh damn yeah that was his yeah fault. but it's all the same to, to the thing
2: it's exactly the yeah. same as decades of mutant oppression
1: but that's just wolverine pulling the mutant card you just bought into mere sjw like him yeah a little bit a little bit like w- um, were were they systematically hunted down by giant robots yes <laughs> that did happen okay but how long are you going to cry? But well, what about it the night like they see Happened anymore. earlier that afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> but they didn't even kill him. That they didn't even try to kill him. They let them help. He's <laughs> keeping an eye on him. So just yeah, you were literally you're literally under our thumb. <laughs> but like, okay, we're not we're not crushing you right now. <laughs> it's <laughs> so then Spider Man shows up. Yeah, and he um, has
2: his valid argument that he's always had. That's never changed, and uh, like, a, what is that? Like uh, the argument is that like Spider-Man needs a secret identity. It's as has existed since forever. Like the threat on his family, on his whoever he's
1: dating. Can I can I ask you a question right now? The, sure. The, what
2: is what is he wearing? This oh. is his Iron Spider outfit. This was the okay. outfit that was Iron that, Man gave So that's gave not
1: him. the costume that. So that's not the costume that he created um just out of like stuff in his house no 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 No, this this is a this is a billion dollar piece of technology that he's wearing this eventually becomes a plot device (laughs) yeah as well
0: that's what they were building they were building up like this relationship between him and iron man at this time which is why you know like he you know iron man convinces him to unmask later and he gives him this yes. suit. I don't remember the details right. of it, but yeah, he gave him this. Uh, yeah, suit he, he gets
2: the suit earlier. Like they established the the sure. the sort of mentorship or partnership since yeah. Peter's an adult here um with <clears throat> Iron Man uh, um, through so, the suit.
1: But here's the thing, here's my but my point is he has a suit that if Iron Man like if Iron Man wanted, he could have put that money into protecting Spider-Man's family. Absolutely. You know if they tax <laughs> if they tax the rich Maybe they could have addressed the fact that people might even try to kill him in the first place. Because what do the criminals want? Money. Because they're you know as much as they are villainous or whatever, whatever. Like they want money because they need money. They need. They're not. Their material interests aren't being some of them. Uh, dealt some with. of them so outright hate
2: of, Spider-Man though.
1: <laughs> like they
2: they outright want revenge. Uh, he yeah. might have so, insulted okay, them but very I, strongly. The aside, though, <laughs> I feel like Spider-Man. Okay, particularly, but the haters aside, though, yeah, all of if he wasn't villager. so jokey.
0: Yeah, all of his villains are created through, like, some grievance, <laughs> like, with him or something.
1: Yeah. Um. Okay, but hey, some of the haters aside, <laughs> he could have gave him, like, a, just a really good security system so his yes. mother, so his family couldn't be well, murdered when he got that, home.
0: That's the part where, like, you know, like, or say, like it gets weird because you're doing a thing they never worried about before in the comics, that, that aspect of it. Like, oh, this guy's rich, so he could just take care of all this stuff because they, you know— that's not what we want. We want like oh this is fun this guy's got like octopus arms and we're fighting him and he's like making jokes and stuff. You know, uh, you know, it's like this elevated thing that's not meant to be taken so literally and then you then you try to make it very very literal and like all of a sudden like it doesn't make sense. Why have we been doing this? It doesn't make sense because yeah. they the... didn't live in the real world before this comic. It it, it feels
2: like this comic the 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 in-world tragedy is the the explosion of nitro at the the school but the but the real world tragedy of this book is like the the ultimization like we're Mm. witnessing the ultimization of the marvel (laughs) universe where all of a sudden these superheroes are being brought into reality and and consequences
1: yeah but no but like the i mean that's that's like Marvel comics have always supposed to be dealing with the real world. That's what separated them. That they lived in New York City. They were supposed to deal with like all, all real world shit. It's just it it had been it had been like sort of uh, stuck in amber for a long time. Well, mm-hmm. I don't. And this was a this was like a very flat footed attempt to be like let's let's revitalize this. Let's make this shit yeah count in a different way or whatever. Well,
0: it's I don't I don't like it was dealing with real world things, but more like. Where do I, you know, like, oh, I got to pay the rent this month. You know, like, like interpersonal stuff. It's not really interrogating the idea of, like, being a superhero so much. Like, it's already against the law to go out and just fight people, you know, like, uh, even if you're, you know, trying to do good. Like, there's, you know, uh, anti-vigilante laws and stuff. Um, But, you know, just in this world, we just don't think about it because we don't care. Like, that's not what the interesting part of it is. And now suddenly we care and it's like, they're all like, oh, shit. Yeah, I forgot about that.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I love, uh, I love that daredevil tribes and basically to say that, which is just like, damn, it's over. Like we, we, no more fun. We had fun. so long where I could just beat the shit out of people with a billy club and, uh, just no, no yeah. longer. Oh, uh, he's like doing, playing with a quarter or one something. Note. Yeah, I was confused And he that. says,
2: I, I don't know what the quarter and says,
1: means. Uh, and he says, you could smell it in the air. And I thought, oh, cause he's blind. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: That's also, probably like the only nice. reason he uses that metaphor. Is
1: he flip-
0: Oh I see what he's doing. He's doing the thing, the you know, like when you yeah. roll a yeah. thing across your fingers. I get it now.
2: But it's not it doesn't lead yeah. to anything, he doesn't use that coin for right. anything. I really don't know who the guy uh, with the yellow face mask so, is. Um, ah, shit, is that oh, that's Nighthawk? Nighthawk? Yeah, it's the earlier
0: you. version of Nighthawk. Oh wait, that's
2: oh uh, wow. I only yeah. know
0: the Villalobos version, <laughs> right. to be honest. <laughs>
1: Well, hey, the Villalobos Lobo's is the bon writers, Yeah, no. Right. I do I have I
2: actually have that issue open on the side. And it's it's quality work.
0: This is like I th- I think it's pretty much the same uh costume because they had the 80s like Squadron Supreme uh and that's yeah. this version. It looks
1: the same. Yeah. Again, unchanged from like the 70s. <laughs> so again, that's unchanged from like the Grunwald era. <laughs> Crazy! It could never happen today. <laughs> the
2: the design the design looks just as as ridiculous, but it works in that panel. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, so now we get to the the sh- helicarrier and what I call the third debate.
1: hmm Yeah, another classic, iconic scene. I love again almost every panel. This of is this one. an
2: absolutely iconic scene. Like this whole.
1: Sequence. Even
2: though there's some like awkward drawings here and there, like Mm -hmm. uh, Captain America's, like that those bottom two
1: panels. He doesn't really kill the Maria Hill uh, look. I think no, she kind of looks a little wild sometimes. No, this was when they were like Um, calling
2: him up, asking him for pages. I feel like some of these panels. (laughs) (laughs) You can you can see some some moments, but you're getting the last sort of ideological debate of. what the, the 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 big government uh, is gonna look like, and what the la- last bastions of freedom think about it.
1: Mm-hmm. Sure. This is another so, case
2: of like the colors really doing a lot of heavy heavy lifting because some of these backgrounds are just like three lines or like a, <laughs> okay. uh, uh, like a very clean uh, shield uh, room, and Maury Hollowell turning turning it into beautiful like emotional colors with the red out the window and the blue behind captain america it's mm-hmm. very very evocative
0: very like, metaphorical for like their positions
2: wow that's
1: crazy <laughs> <laughs> it's like you see the red oh, on on maria so... hill and you're like is she good i don't know <laughs> No, I don't. I think the fact that they kind of paint her as like a devil uh, should give you an indication that like she's not good. Well, you say that, but um, again, I do
0: feel like Miller is way more sympathetic <laughs> to that argument, weirdly, uh, mm-hmm. than he is to Captain America's. I, I,
1: I fully agree. He, I mean, I I think that's a hundred percent true. But um, what I love about this is so she he comes and he starts talking to her. And she just assumes like, oh, this fool, he's a flunky. He's a loser. He's always been a loser. Yeah, he's a, a dog on a leash. He's going to obviously, he's a patsy. He's obviously going to do what we tell him to. The motherfucker got frozen for like 60 <laughs> years or something. And he came out and then they were just like, oh, just keep being Captain America. And he's like, oh, yeah, sounds good. <laughs> like, didn't ask a second question about it. So obviously when we tell him to fucking, you know, put the fucking boot on the back of their head. He's going to do it. And then he's just like. No, I don't want to do that. And they're like, "What? <laughs> the fuck did you say to me?" Um, I love it. I love how also like, I think it's very evocative the way they draw her as like sort of a professional managerial class yes. kind of like white woman. Like she has that haircut of that and era. That's what this conversation like, is. This is this is Hillary Clinton <laughs> as Secretary of State having a conversation with Captain America. Mm-hmm. With
2: with uh, Libertarian Captain America.
1: Who is... Libertarian Captain America versus Total PMC. Well, we've got a plan for that kind of, Maria. Like, level. this Captain
2: America is Alex Jones. Well, Captain
1: America is literally Q in this comic. <laughs> He's inside the deep state. Yes. He's bringing it down from within. Oh, He's taking out the globalists who want who want to <laughs> yeah. destroy our liberties. That's literally what he's doing in this comic. Yeah. He's creating an underground revolution. He doesn't have any, he, that, that A on his, uh, what, that A on his forehead. Mm-hmm. What do you think it stands for? Stands. It stands for Q. <laughs> <laughs> it,
2: it, it really is impressive though. Like the, some of the I, lines that Maria Hill is saying, it's like, I'm asking you to obey the will of the American people. <laughs> and, and Captain America says, so don't good. play politics with me. Like, superheroes need to stay above (laughs) that stuff. Or Washington starts telling us who the supervillains are, which is almost, like, a reasonable point of view if we're going to actually, like, manage these things. But, like, politics. Don't be playing politics.
1: Yeah. But it's like, yeah, like, who decides who the villains are? Like, the lawmakers? Like, why does Captain America think he's a legitimate, like, moral arbiter of any of this shit? Mm -hmm. Um,
2: That's what makes super... That's the tradition. That's Especially
1: after... (laughs) especially after like again not that long ago because of this tradition that he's loving so much, 900 people died <laughs> like this is two three days like, ago this is yeah like three days ago was... 900 people died uh, and he, like I don't know what he's been up to in those days, but he's just been like, who's sitting around the Hell Carrier waiting for, like, I this guess... been pissed. Like, ...to be told... Yeah. Pissed for three days straight. Like, hey, man, you're doing great. <laughs> like, no, you're not doing great, man. The superheroes are fucking up. So, like, on that level, I see what Mark Millar is right. kind of trying to do, is like, yeah, there's, like, two sides of this or whatever. Yeah. But, like, a, a, the idea that he's doing this by saying, respect the badge of nothing else... Yeah, respect the badge of the psychotic. mask I
2: made for myself and the authority I've taken yeah. for myself...
0: Like the the fact that they think that people shouldn't just go in half cocked or have some kind of accountability or something, there's nothing wrong with that. But yeah, so the way it plays out and then it's just, just like this kind of cartoonish argument that neither one is like fully making a compelling case. <laughs> yeah, there's like has a good point in this book. Like there like there's you know, like there's the points where he's saying, like, yeah, but if we like work for the government then that's you know, they decide it, but as you said, if you go with Caps thing, that means they just get to like unilaterally
1: decide that themselves, you know. Um yeah, or the... I love the line where where he says, masked heroes have been a part of this country for as long as anyone can remember. And she goes, so has smallpox. <laughs> now grow up and stop being an idiot.
3: But, huh? Yeah.
1: Nobody's saying you can't do your job. And that's like such, like, Aaron Sorkin, West Wing <laughs> kind of shit. Yeah. Like, she fucking killed his ass. She's like, yeah, we've always done bad things here. That's the whole point. Like... <laughs> Keep doing. Is she the using smallpox t- as a That's good or a it-
2: bad thing? <laughs> I can't tell from from <laughs> that from <laughs> that, <laughs> that line at that moment.
1: I, I super don't get it. Like who does who did she siding <laughs> with the 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 pilgrims who did the smallpox? <laughs> like the, it it's literally like we're over smallpox. Sense. Well, if, yeah, it's we, time to like,
0: stop using smallpox right. as a weapon. <laughs> well, smallpox is mostly <laughs> eradicated, right? So she's like, you know, we're done with that.
2: Yeah, we're done doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a side note, I do. I just want to keep applauding Maury Hollowell for like he gives Captain America like this five o'clock shadow and like these rosy cheeks, and it's a it's the kind of thing that you just don't see
1: in other books. It's just quality. So she tells him to trank Captain America, and he just goes ballistic. No, but he he does this the manliest everyone.
2: thing, which is like he's he's trying to tell like tell all of these troopers to reconsider. Yeah, like he is—he's asking them to stand down. That, Who's coming with me? <laughs> <laughs> Who's coming with me? And like nobody came. its it <laughs> is—and—and it, and then we get it. We get Captain America going
1: hardcore. Super amazing action scene. Um, I can't imagine Mark Millar wrote no. this. Um, no way. I mean, maybe he did do panel for panel, but like it's there's so many panels. I have to imagine that that McNiven was just kind of like, I'm gonna do my own thing. And, like, it's so sick that they're like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> 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 just keep doing that. It's so rad. Every
2: every single panel um, is, like, one of the things I really appreciate about McNeven is <coughs> that when he is drawing, like, he's not doing, uh like, super blurry bodies or he isn't every single image is a still image, but it feels like right at the at the most important moment of impact of each of these images. I don't know how, how else to explain yeah. it, but he captures like they could be photographs, but they're perfect photographs of the action.
1: Yeah, I, we've talked about it before of how some of these old comics perfectly sort of capture the Q mentality. <laughs> like, I don't know how every comic writer from like the 1990s mm-hmm. just perfectly understood what a deranged uh, <laughs> psychopath in 2020, like what they would be on <laughs> mm-hmm. about. Like maybe they were inspired, yeah. but like, it's pretty incredible how every time we read an old comic, it's like, oh yeah, and then there's some like insane boomer who wants to like take <laughs> down the, the global elitists. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it cuts, it go like, he does something super fucking sick, which is, um, fly a, like a jet fighter out of the helicopter. jumping out of a window <laughs> like a landing I don't
2: know if Captain America is so amazing that he maybe he saw the jet fighter off in the distance enough to calculate that if he jumps out of the window that's exactly where he's going to land but it's sick it's it's like again 16 year old me sees this and I I like I live in Puerto Rico it takes a bit it takes a lot to get some uh someone like me to like Captain America <laughs> and this did it. Sure, this was like
1: sh- shit. God bless the USA. <laughs> the- I love, I love her like wiping blood off her nose. But you fucking idiot! We're trying to save lives. Again, very PMC. Yes, very fucking. You know, like you don't understand. We're smarter than you. <laughs> yes, you have all the force, and you're gonna do what you want. But you don't understand like what's good for you. It's total total like just nailed that that idea and it
2: it 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 makes sense what tamra's saying that that's the point of view miller sympathized with if that uh, if that point of view is is like so well presented yeah Yeah. Uh, so then so yeah captain america uh, final full
1: page spread of him surfing on (laughs) on a jet very sick makes Silver Server kind of look like a bitch because he's not surfing on a jet yeah, plane, but it's whatever. his own surfboard. Um, so so then it cuts to uh Watu the Watcher, yeah, the, uh, right? like that the Marvel Universe's mm-hmm. biggest pervert. <laughs> and uh, I love that, I love that uh, he just shows up in that room, and he, uh, Dr. King's like, Damn, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> He's like there. Yeah. He sees him. He goes, "Oh, damn, that's crazy."
2: <laughs> he shows up, and Doctor Doctor Strange is like, "Fuck." I,
0: I love I love to the thing about the watches where they're not supposed to interfere, but he's just like there, right in in their face. Like he's not even just like, yeah. "Hey guys, don't mind me." He's like, <laughs> it
1: really made a. Like, I love that whenever they see this dude, this dude just shows up whenever somebody's being toxic. <laughs> <laughs> Ar- they're like having
0: an argument with their wife or something, and he's just there, and he's like, "Oh fuck." <laughs> he's like, What's up? <laughs> he, he's like, uh, no, the I, argument's going watch, on. He's watch like, watch "No, carry me. on, please." Yeah, yeah. Have no, that. No, have that no, conversation no, not Say nothing. Having. I'm just. I just. I'm, I'm just here. Just it's just interesting. what you're doing. I'm just observing. Yeah, this just interesting. I'm yeah, taking me. notes. Don't worry about it.
1: <laughs> so then, so then we cut to the protest. a Million, a million man and, march uh, <laughs> for Damien. Million Maga March for Damien. This one kid, really, Um, he got the treatment. Yeah, no, this is... Yeah, like, 900 people died, but, like, Damien was the one. Was it because his mom, Karen, spit on Tony Stark's face? And everyone was like, yeah, Damien was sick. Like, like, we don't know too much about him, but we know his mom has the craziest spit game in all of the Marvel Universe. Uh,
2: She hawked the strongest loogie... In in any Marvel comic ever, <laughs> I think I think if his name had been Damien with an A, nobody would have uh-huh. cared.
1: Sure, it. I think I think it's interesting too because I think it's people forget that after 9/11 there was a lot of like marches for peace, mm-hmm. like uh like to not go into right. the war. It didn't really matter. Whereas this is kind of the opposite. Yes. Which is a bunch of people protesting that way they could like tell the superheroes to stop fucking around, not really calling for peace, but like it sets off the war. Like, it's not like that. It's kind of like blaming the protesters, the anti-war protesters for the Iraq. Yeah. Like their hands are tied. We
2: got to do it. Y'all are protesting.
1: Like, yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. We have to listen to them and nothing good comes from protesting. (laughs) As we're about to see, in the next. You should six never listen to protesters. Comic. Is what this is saying. <laughs> you should never listen to them. Um,
2: and then. Yeah, we're 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 getting the we're getting the conversation in the White House where uh, some some kind of uh, uh, official or or uh, cabinet members just just enjoying Captain America's hijinks. <laughs> <laughs> it's like then he landed in a football cool. field. <laughs> before taking the pilot for a hamburger and fries. Ugh. What an American. That's, uh... It, it It's it's like Captain America's the guy the Republicans love. It's like, yeah. oh, what a man. What a man.
1: <laughs> they, they totally do, even though they're supposed to be on Iron Man's right. side, which is, like, so fucked. Like, like I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> Like, what are you talking about? How yeah, great he's in the room lo- in the, right room here, in the next
2: page. He's been looking at them uh, as, as they're <laughs> praising Captain America.
1: <laughs> it's like, damn, isn't Captain America fucking tight. And it's like, I mean, yeah, but you know, we're not getting along right now. <laughs> I can't believe you just said that. Iron Man. Where's the Watcher to look at somebody being toxic? That's that's so insensitive of you, sir. It's so wild. Um, and this is,
2: this is what we were talking about uh, the, the weirdness of uh, the Iron Man point of view being presented as the, the right one. Because as soon as you turn the page, you get like the most threatening yes. look <laughs> at Iron Man, Reed Richards, and, and Yellow Jacket. They, yeah. the, the, the cliffhanger is that they look like they're going to kill people now, right. they're going to kill yeah, superheroes cool. in this page.
1: Yeah, it really does look like the villain shot of the mm-hmm. book. Like, oh, here's yeah, the bad surprise guy. Surprise like, reveal! It turns out the bad guy was Iron Man. But it's it's ironic then that he thought, no, Iron Man, right? A guy. Well, because also like all the stuff they're doing is like all this scheming behind
0: their backs. Like you know they had their conversation, of course. Yeah. But there's not like a process. Like even with Captain America, like they go immediately to like, oh, you're not going to listen to us. Okay, now we're going to start a war. on <laughs> you like you know mm-hmm. Rhea Hill like six all the soldiers on her, on him. Um And like all the different turns, the cliffhangers, and like turns throughout the book, uh, when they involve um, the pro-registration side, it's always like they've just like did something like underhanded or like scheming against them.
2: And there's a billion Um, people outside. It's interesting
1: to me that right. It's interesting. 90% support it's interesting. registration. <laughs> was, that the, was
0: that the... They, call, they say 5%. that in the book. Yeah, 90% support it. Yeah. Who are the 5%? <laughs> just <laughs> like, the Avengers. You know? Just the other Avengers. The, the <laughs>
2: Captain America and,
1: and Luke Cage. That's the other percent that disagrees. Right. Like, the thing... The, the problem with this stuff is, like, Millard doesn't really have a political point of view. Like, that he's trying to say anything about specifically. Like, it's kind of about everything at once. Yeah. So, like it's it's hard for me to not view this in terms of like uh you know like gun right uh like like gun control and shit because uh, like it's it's a kind of a one to one comparison about like force and everything yeah. like that but um like he's basically saying that like no there should be no control right. guns actually or or the state control right. of them like like <laughs> the those are the two extremes. choices that he gave you it's a- like maybe like just don't don't have the guns but you can't say that in a comic right but superheroes like maybe just don't have a superhero. well because they you know like
0: it's weird because it's kind of mixed with the like it's similar to like the x-men yeah, thing. This it, is it like, can never be a one-to-one right because they're people you can't just say no like you can say you can't right. be a superhero as a for you can't perform like as a you know law enforcement kind of thing but you can't say like these people can't exist and like that's more the where the x-men comes in right or, like where they, that's like a thing that's been in x-men you know Mm -hmm. Uh, for decades right where it's like we're gonna register you because you have powers not because not even because you're a superhero we're just gonna register you just by the nature of being a mutant
1: right it was kind of the point that alan moore was doing in watchmen which is like those those things shouldn't exist. like those those concepts and even when they do when they try to all it does is fuck shit up yeah and well there's other points which is why watchmen ended and they never did anything else with it (laughs) that's right he made his point (laughs) <laughs> great point alan moore we will not touch those characters of course like we're all very respectful it's... of uh, alan moore's wishes we're um, all very respectful of the point of views that absolutely he made in that but his other thing they were is done
2: like, and they were said
0: you know like even he like you know his it, it, part of his point in doing that is like if you take superheroes and you put them in the real world this is the logical conclusion right it did he didn't say do that yeah. in comics <laughs> like that's a, that's like that's where we're gonna go with it but that's the idea that everyone took from it like it's weird mm-hmm. um, right
1: it's ironic too that well not ironic, it makes total sense <laughs> that um the last three people that are in the room in the White House are the three superheroes that specifically profit yes. off of their yes, this is a, Like the three like just th- This is a Silicon Valley task force. <laughs> <laughs> right. This is this is literally just the three deliberately capitalist people right. in the Marvel U. The only scientist who's not here that does um like that you know doesn't make any money off of shit is the Hulk, and he's right. not in the room. Like it's just the three that that somehow profit off of the shit, and it's like it's very fitting. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure Iron Man's like, yeah, you know, who's going to sell them technology to register the superheroes and keep <laughs> this is control? getting this is getting, getting Mark build, Zuckerberg, Jeff Bezos, the, uh,
2: and Bill Gates in the White House to figure out <laughs> right. uh, the plan. Excite,
1: yeah. Who's who? It's like if you get all these like sort of tech people to be like, we got to ban Sims. <laughs> who's going to do it? <laughs> and okay
2: now that we're uh, in this page is that george bush
0: i no i think he drew george bush and like you can't make him look like george bush so he like yeah. okay, kind of no, looks like him but doesn't fully look like
1: yeah him. i think 100 percent that's probably what happened because we did in nighthawk uh we had like maga shit mm, in there mm-hmm. like it was straight up just like make america great again and all this shit and they were like, you absolutely can't do that. Take all that out. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I can see that. So 100%, like, if they if they did that, they were just like,
3: just make it like a guy.
1: Yeah. Iron Man but is definitely calling him um, sir.
2: I don't know if he would call <laughs> any other person in the White House sir. Oh,
1: he's
0: the president for sure. You can vaguely see the bushish, like, quality of the Yeah, the bushish, like, yeah. yeah.
2: Yes. He's got the the weird features.
0: Yeah. Um...
2: And w- one last shout out to Maury Hollowell for the coloring on this <laughs> Iron Man.
1: you're really just going all, all overboard on the Hollowell. <laughs>
2: yeah no i i I love that completely one hundred percent this book influenced the rest of my life
1: in terms of what I think color theory is and should mm-hmm. be it's interesting. I- you you're more over the top for him than I was with Alex and Clay on the, uh, All-Star Band <laughs> Which Man is Robert why you were talking about
2: but, it and I'm like, "Sure, yeah. Okay. Yeah."
1: Yeah. That's nice. I mean, <laughs> this book is nice, sure. <laughs> that book looks sick. That book looks cooler than this book, but well, like, that's a different Yeah, tomato tomato. Like,
0: you were talking Ramon, like, palette-wise, it, like I think it works for this book, what it's trying to do. It's not my wheelhouse, what I like, but it definitely did l- enjoy the more, you know, as you mentioned, like, painterly approach to things where we're not just doing, like, cuts and grads and things, which is fine, too. That's just it's a personal preference um, as far as how I like the work. It was yeah, nice this to see, isn't, like... Yeah,
2: there's, there's no neon here. There's no... Yeah. There, there's so, no acid colors.
0: I feel like there was a little moment for, like, painterly colorist in this era, too, because you had, like, Eisenhoff Yeah, Eisenove and, and, of, um, uh, Dean um, White. And, uh,
1: and Laura Martin, yeah, yeah, Laura Martin kind of popped off in this era. And so. oh, yeah.
2: Dean White, I feel like Dean White was may- maybe oh yeah. yeah, he was going. It was around this era, but a, a little bit later.
0: <laughs> um, right, I think he was doing stuff back then. But yeah, like the he when he was doing Spider-Man with um, Ramita, uh, yeah, that's like when he really started like going off.
2: Yeah, they started like when he did uh, Mighty Avengers, which was after. I think it was after Secret Invasion where the Avengers finally got like a clean slate that he was mm. working uh, over Romita and he was actually yeah. painting over the lines and over the inks oh, and yeah. he was like that was it felt like uh, peak painterly comics yeah and he, and Dean really White really it. did hit the the sort of like acid colors the the neon pinks. Oh. Yeah,
0: he would get really crazy with it. Um, he was his was very interesting, like his rendering style, uh, and just sometimes there'd be colors there, and it's like I don't know how he made all this work to like do what he's doing, but it's like really interesting. I feel like I
2: feel like it's like a special license that very few colorists got to like go over the lines. Yeah. Um, but yes, uh, uh, this this book it's not the it's not the most flashy colors but it is it it, it is a uh, the warmth of the palettes mm-hmm. of like it, it felt like a very warm book and it's something that kind of stayed with me like the mm-hmm. that shade of yellow on the iron man chest thing just kind of permanently stayed in my my palettes um yeah, that that was, that was that is Civil War issue one. Do you want to talk about, like, what happens the rest of the arc? Do we care?
1: <laughs> so, yeah. So I'm looking at the Wikipedia. Okay. And, like, literally the plot on Wikipedia, I think it maybe covers uh, a paragraph. And there's, like, seven more paragraphs after <laughs> that. So, like, I don't see how. Because I was skimming through the rest of it. I was, like, flipping through it and stuff. And just being like, nothing actually yeah, happens. The, the, problem, the
2: problem was <laughs> that... Uh, uh, this was part of the Marvel Events way where by the time you get to Civil War Issue 2, you've had Civil War occurring across all the other Marvel titles. So when you get to Issue 2, you're seeing right. the, the ramifications of Civil War things happening, and it's very hard to just read Civil War.
0: It is weird reading it now and only looking at Civil War because at the time, I was like, read, you know, like, you didn't have to to get the overall story, but it helped if you were like, I like, I'm interested in this character and what they're up to. And like, so you read their books and you mm-hmm. get all that stuff. So a lot of that context. And now I've just totally forgotten most of it. <laughs> yeah. Like the context for everything. Sure. So it's like, you know, like Ramon's asking about the spider suit and everything's like, well, I, re- I knew at the time I was definitely like reading Spider-Man and I knew why, but now it's just like, I don't know. He just shows up.
1: Yeah. Um. So apparently they, they create a concentration camp uh, called 42 the, the, the negative zone. Uh, the FEMA mm-hmm. camps. They make the FEMA mm-hmm. camps, finally. Yeah. <laughs> they make the FEMA camp, finally get that done. Uh, Alex Jones, Captain America, was right about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Punisher joins Captain America, and that's how you know shit's gone off right. the rails. If, like, the Punisher is on your side, Again, it's, like, Again, very Q. Very Q. Yeah. Very Q. That's the most Q guy they could have possibly got. In fact, you merge... The Punisher logo with Captain America like well, symbolism. You, maybe put a little Donald Trump haircut on oof, that. What well are we talking alone. about? That's that's, that's, that's sounds that sounds
2: like JFK Jr. right there.
0: At the end of this story, when Captain America you know turns himself in, he picks up the Captain America mask and the Punisher stories from there. Was yes. he started modeling himself after Captain Holy America? Shit, uh huh. And he uh-huh, did merge yes. both symbols. Very sick.
1: Very sick <laughs> moment in in history and comics history. Um yeah, like so like we talked about it briefly at the beginning, but it ends with them all just fighting, like like really uh, wait uh, Goliath gets murked. Black Goliath, mm-hmm. gets, gets, oh, killed Goliath gets killed by Clone
2: <laughs> Thor. And, and Clone Thor was, have... I guess the line, like it crossed the line for some people. That That's was right. the, the I don't know why, like of, of all the things, like everything uh, Tony Stark and, and Reed were doing were pretty bad.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there's a sick page though where Clone Thor gets his fucking head yes. bashed in and like if it wasn't that he was a robot that would be maybe the most violent right. thing I've ever seen in a comic book period right he's like a... <laughs> I'm like it is a robot so it, I guess it doesn't matter mm-hmm. Um, but yeah like it's one of the craziest looking shots I've <laughs> ever seen very sick very very rad Um, and then uh, Captain America starts beating the living shit out of Iron Man <laughs> like the thing is you could skip all five in the middle and you understand what right. happened. They had a civil war. Yeah. <laughs> like this is the end game. Like they had it and now the end it like Captain America is beating the living fuck out of Iron Man. He's about he's about to kill him. Maybe he get he gets that look in his eye, like I'm gonna fucking cut your head mm-hmm. off. And then he gets jumped by first responders. You're incredible. Talking, they they got, reverse
2: <laughs> Spider Man Captain America. Like Spider-Man the movie? Yeah, where where everybody's everybody's trying to, like, save uh, Peter? wrong. Everybody
1: hates you. You got a policeman. You (laughs) got two, like... You got three people in, like, OR Mm -hmm. scrubs. You got, I think, some uh, milkmen? I don't know what they're doing there. (laughs) Milkmen, you know, public servants. Milkmen. I don't know what those guys in the white were supposed to be, but, I mean, they just look like... I get, like, yeah, like ice cream guys. Um... All the all the people that we need in a crisis, and they're like, dude, 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 look around, and like, yeah, they've committed like accidentally committed like eight other nine 11s while yes. they were having this little <laughs> fight. And it's like, oh shit, oh shit, we were the nine eleveners all <laughs> and along. And
2: the art never lives up to what was set up in issue one either. Like you see McNeven hurried. Um, the the inks aren't as clean. Like,
1: it's always pretty fucking good, though. I I wouldn't go that far, but
2: uh, I I feel like just the first issue set a, a an impossible standard.
1: Yeah, an impossibly high mark, but I I don't think it ever gets really. No, bad, it it honestly. doesn't. It it, do, it, it never the crosses
2: the line into looking like something I don't know, like
1: Laroca. <laughs> I don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> uh, I I honestly have not read enough Laroca to make any kind of judgment call like that, but um. You know, like, his backgrounds get a little shakier, but he's drawing, like, people fighting in in the middle of a fucking city. Like, yeah, no shit. Like, he should have never went that hard to begin with. But, uh, yeah, Uh, Captain America decides, like, you know what? Like, damn, that Karen who spit (laughs) on us was right all along. (laughs) So he turns himself in. He's like, damn, I do suck. Arrest me. And the cops are like, well, all right, then. (laughs) Like, if you think about... Like this man just caused the destruction of so much. Yeah, lives, this is this so is also misery. after
2: uh, like Tony employs like the the Marvel Suicide Squad. I forget what they're called, the Thunderbolts. Mm-hmm. Like Tony's like full on employing villains at this point, and Captain America's like, "Nah, you're right." <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, and the cops like, if it was like a if if it was Patriot and not Captain America, he'd be yeah, yeah. dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> another, like, Patriots, they're like, no, don't do it, bro. <laughs> Captain America's the only Captain, one who has the boy, privilege Captain to America do Captain America's like, yeah, like, hey, absolutely don't turn yourself into those policemen <laughs> over there. Uh, but they, they, you know, they take him in, at, just like they would, like, a Kyle yes. Rittenhouse type, yeah. you know. Uh, and he's, like, he's giving orders as he's getting brought in. It's full on, you know, Q mode. <laughs> Then, then Punisher picks it up. He's like, "Oh, dude, I can get Psycho." <laughs> he 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 gets he
2: he gets a new purpose, which is uh, to maybe rid the U.S. of pedophiles.
0: <laughs> well, I was reminded like uh, it's I read that series where he had the uh, he did the kind of Captain America takeoff thing. That was but like Olivetti. The... What's that?
2: Was that Olivetti? Or oh Ariel, yeah, yeah. Olivetti drawing that.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I think, uh, I don't know if it was the first story, if it's it's an early story, but he, like, goes down uh, to the border and he fights, like, a hate monger or something. And it's, like, uh, he's fighting all these, like, racists on the border. So, like, he, like, he goes on the road and is fighting a bunch of white supremacists.
1: I gotta gotta look at that. I gotta read that. That sounds kind of (laughs) tight. Maybe maybe that'll be another (laughs) episode of our podcast. Uh, There's so... the, The thing is... When we were we were making this list because I talked to you, Tamara, mm-hmm. when I was like just thinking about what I should what ones I should do on the show, and we talked about it last week with Daniel. Yeah, we're just talking uh, about event comics
2: in general, and it, it they blur into but just each in other. in general, like there's so oh, many, yeah. f-
1: there's so many fucked up comics. There's so many wild ass things that oh, Tamara <laughs> just sent me the fucking Punisher Captain. Re- it looks sick. Like I don't I don't care. I'm gonna, I'm gonna change my profile <laughs> picture to that. <laughs> really, get um, every side of the oh, but, aisle so angry. like it wraps up there's a mon- <laughs> yeah, literally everyone would be mad at me, um there so it ends with like a monologue of just saying like, okay, and here's how things are gonna go from here, and uh, like at the end of the book, it's a brand and, like, new day see captain <laughs> uh spider man he's gone dark mode, he's goth now, cool. he's got a darkness inside of him, he's edgy, he put on a black yeah. costume. Um, puts on the mcr album and then (laughs) and then hank pym uh wife beater that he is gets on the cover of time magazine (laughs) shaking his hands with the black panther and it says but but on our whole experiment but on the whole our experiment has been an enormous success what once seemed like our darkest hour has been transformed into our greatest opportunity working with the government to our uh Our remit has moved beyond simply law and order, and we're now tackling everything from environment to global poverty. It's like, no, you're not. (laughs) None of that changes. (laughs) (laughs) None of that changes. As soon as this book ends, you get into more fuck shit. And in the Marvel Universe, they've never done any of those things. It's basically like
2: the end of Black Panther where he's like, and now we're making some schools. (laughs) (laughs)
1: It's literally that. Black Panther is there to just shake hands with the rich person. Incredible! (laughs) That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, Tony and Tony Stark gets a job at with George Bush, which is again every (laughs) liberal's fantasy.
2: It it, it's the Silicon
0: Valley dream.
1: You know what's funny? I I don't
0: don't remember if this was immediately after Civil War. It was after, but there was like another group that did like a reality show thing because they did a few like they started introducing a lot of like new or younger characters for a while after this. And it was like, oh, they would get powers for like a year or something. And they have Oh like wait, a... aren't
2: you talking about like the the? It was it wasn't like
0: Avengers Academy. It was no. I think of them in the same type, though. Yeah, um, but it was. But I think it was a reality show thing. It was like, oh, you get a powers for one year. What you can like see how you deal with that. I don't remember what that book was called, but um, it's funny that out of Civil War, then like it's like, oh, we're just still doing reality shows anyway. <laughs> we'll just rebrand it.
2: Yeah, there was also like the Avengers initiative that came right out of Civil War, which was like now right. we have young superpowers. And this is like a—it's it, not like completely a tangent, but I've been. Uh, this is a little bit shameful to admit, and I'm admitting it <laughs> in public. But I've been—I've been, I've been uh, watching the anime uh, My Hero Academia. Mhm. And.
1: Is that shameful that people it, like that?
2: Honestly, movie? it it goes pretty hard like I thought I was mm-hmm. I thought I I was going to be able to like keep a sort of ironic detachment with uh-huh. um but they know how to make a moment really land and there's so it's fascinating to see Japan sort of translating superheroes the concept mm-hmm. of superheroes which are very american into the the uh, creating a world logic which is uh, sort of how a lot of these anime work, like they create right. a consistent world, and a lot of the ideas that they show, uh, I feel like stem from this. Like, uh, superheroes are a, a regulated concept in this world, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of the legality of of superheroes, uh, f- I feel like stems from a lot of what these uh these books come from like it feels like i'm it it feels like i'm watching something like avengers initiative Mm as as a as a tv show yeah
0: um yeah i I actually enjoyed a lot of those books like um
3: yeah this was my era
0: yeah like not so much i didn't you know like you know, the stance of Civil War, but, like, the kind of status quo for a while. Like, I thought that was cool. They introduced a lot of new characters back then. Some of them, you know, kind of faded off over the years, but... Um, yeah, the Avengers but, you know, split
2: like... off, and it was, like, new Avengers and Mighty. Yeah. You had Laneil, Francis <clears throat> Yu doing new. You had Frank Cho doing Mighty. Two very different tones, but they all looked really, really... It... it uh i I really enjoyed a uh, a a lot of this era. I really enjoyed the mm-hmm. Avengers Initiative books as well in like yeah. in presenting com- completely new um right. characters and and it's, and it's funny uh,
0: oh sorry I didn't mean anything.
2: no no, no like I, I was just going to say that there's a, like an emotional depth that they get in those books that i maybe new Marvel comics have I just haven't had the chance of, of right. reading.
0: it's it's funny you know like when you hear certain people in bad faith argue about like forced diversity or things like this when you know they're kind of like passing legacy characters down or doing it for a short time and then reverting it but like back then they were doing that and a lot of those characters you know they did have like diverse cast and like a lot of new people but they were like standing on their own like they had their own identity that wasn't like oh this is like baby captain america or, or you know whatever it was like you know they had they were doing their own thing and and like you said like uh yeah, there was like a, I don't know, I just really, I did enjoy a lot of those stories. That's when, like, Runaways had nothing to do with Civil War, but I think it was around then they had that, they had... Um...
2: Yeah, I'm pretty sure there was, like, a like a Civil War tie-in that they had, maybe, right. but I, it's not one of the books I caught.
0: And um, it's something out of Avengers Academy, I don't remember what the actual name of that specific one, but it was that team of, like, kids that were all kind of, like, fucked up, and they were, mm-hmm. like, they found out, like, through the course of it, like, oh, they got us all together because they were, like... Were like potential problem. Like we could become villains because they all have like you know like tragic like backstories and things, and they're all like, or they were dealing with like some kind of like disfigurement or like something that prevented them from, uh, like there was the what's her name Hazmat who's still around. Like you know she's like radioactive. Um... Really
2: unique designs to these characters too. Yeah. It was it was it was an era, and I I feel like part of the frustrating thing with uh. Going event after event after event is that all of those beautiful little branches that would stem from, for example, civil war, uh, would have to get pulled back in to yeah. to the center yeah. in in a way that didn't allow for for extended growth. Right. The.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. well the the problem with that is like you know inherently all these like major corporations they want to find like how can we make the most possible money on this and the most possible money can be made doing event books. So you have to just do event books as often as you can. And now you'll do things where like companies will do multiple events at the same time. And it's just like, well, wait a minute, how are there two different events (laughs) happening right now? And I don't know about either of them because none of them really feel all that. Like, you know, occasionally one will be feel like a bigger deal than the rest, but mostly it's, it's hard to keep track. You know, as as a fan, it started feeling like, like that's
2: just what the comics were. Right, it, it wasn't a, a special right. thing. It was just uh, like talking it, about Marvel. I'm I'm pretty sure right now they have like three things going on. Like yeah. there's like a King in Black. I I'm that's something. I don't know what yeah. it is, but I've heard <laughs> of it. There's also like uh like um so uh, a story involving Changeling and and Wiccan. Oh yeah, And like a space Empire and... That was yes. that finished. Oh okay. But it it just it just felt like it was happening at the same time with the Venom yeah. stuff. And I, think I feel like pretty... the Venom stuff has been happening for years now.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm so, pretty out of the loop. Initially oh, sorry. I don't wanna cut off, but we're starting to get to that like Yeah, uh, we're definitely meandering Star, past you know. the okay. <laughs> past the point. Yeah, so so initially we wanted to talk about comics gate stuff, but now i I don't even want to get into it because I don't feel like we have enough time. Like that took, I mean, it was a great comic. It took so much longer <laughs> than I thought. It this always happens somehow. <laughs> wow. I cannot even it believe that happens. we're in
2: two hours. Like I, I could have,
1: we're in two hours now. And it's just like, it feels like it, we just, you know, it feels like it, I knew we were going to, not going to need, I think I told Tamra, like we're only going to do the first right, issue. There's right. no way there. Like, all the stuff is yeah. the first issue. But, uh, I, I did want to talk a little bit about like Tamara, you're like, career and, like, what you've got going on mm-hmm. and everything. Um And, you know, at first we were just going to, like, make fun of... <laughs> that would have been fun. We can save that. <laughs> but now I feel like it is... A, it, we'll do that later because we'll just have right. you on again. But I feel like it is such an insignificant thing. Oh, yeah. In, in the broader context of, like, our working together and your career mm-hmm. in general. Um. So, just like... <laughs> Like, uh, you know, what are you working on these days?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot. Um, let's see. I have a, have a thing here. It'll refresh my memory. Let's see. Okay. So, I just got announced the Justice League thing, so I'm doing that. That's pretty cool. I'm working with Bendis and, you know, Dave Marquez. So, you know, Ooh. I both, you know, have enjoyed a lot in the past, and it's cool to work with them. I'm going to be doing Wonder Woman with Becky Cloonan and Michael Conrad you know? Hell yeah. And uh, Travis Moore is the artist. Um, he's really great. Uh, I've worked with him before a lot too. Uh, if talk about that one. Let's see. I've got... Uh, of course, I've got... Oh, bleep it. You just bleep me. I yeah, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. A book that I'll be doing with Ramon. The uh, Bad Idea. You can say that much, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited yeah. about that one. Um, similar to all our other ones we're sort of doing the thing again where i just send you <laughs> a weird uh reference of things that i want you to like sort of capture mm-hmm. with this one and you know we haven't started color we haven't we're not to the point where we have to color yet but um like i know i've sent you pictures of me <laughs> pictures of flowers um random like old uh-huh. paintings from like you know like different different painters mm-hmm. and stuff so like I don't know, I feel like we're gonna once again just have another book that's gonna look unlike everything else. Yeah. Like, you know, that's it. That
0: I'm I'm looking forward to being being able to color it. Feel like you're starting to pick up some of that Hannibal stuff in there.
1: Oh yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> Tamara, I I, um, I really enjoyed the the colors that I've seen from the um, The Spider-Man short story that you did with Trad Moore? How was it to color Trad?
0: Oh, it was great. It's funny. Like, years ago, like, I don't know, like, eight, nine years ago, I saw his stuff on DeviantArt, and I was like, man, that guy looks really fun to color his stuff. And then, like, I was going to do that thing where I was like, I'm going to color it. I'm going to, you know, like, send it to him or something, you know. Either I wasn't doing anything, and he wasn't really doing anything back then. I think he was still in school, too. And uh, But then, like, that's right when that Luther Strode book came out. and I was like, oh, okay, it's probably probably – probably going to get lost in the sea of things now but i eventually met him through justin jordan who wrote that book and uh so i've known him for years and have like kind of wanted to color him i've done a couple covers before mm-hmm. um but yeah it was great I, I really i really loved working on that with him that was that was really fun
2: loved the the vibe the the way yeah. um you used uh a, a lot of like purples around the city but you kept spider-man very warm mm-hmm That that was fantastic.
0: Yeah, it's a really like you know just his regular like wild style in general is like an interesting thing to approach because it's just like doesn't really make sense you know like like a lot of the stuff like uh, in a good way I mean but you know uh, so it's it's interesting to approach his stuff it was very different than like having colored a lot of other
1: people. So when you so you went to the Kubert School, when you when you went there. I'm assuming you didn't go to color I mean like but that was something you just felt like you gravitated to naturally like how did you get into coloring from sort of Yes going to that like you know pretty prestigious school for like yeah. comics So
0: I stuff. did like you know a lot of art for myself like before going there like you know uh, art and I you know I had Photoshop or other different art programs before I had that and so I'd always like color my own stuff cuz you know no one else is going to do it So I would do that uh, weirdly at um local college I went to before I went to the Kubert School had a color theory class which I think really helped click a lot of stuff into place um, but yeah once I went to the Kubert School like of course you know you're going there you're thinking like I'm gonna go draw for Marvel DC that's what everyone's going there to do for the most part right um, uh, so I went there for that but you know you're still you're doing everything you know they teach you like lettering and you know you do coloring by hand right. and eventually they'll let you do it uh, with computer I'm sure now that's more common um and yeah i just you know i just felt like i i that's my favorite part of the process anyway like there's something about it like i feel like i'm finishing it you know yeah and um even when i was doing my own stuff you know like that was just the least stressful part of the process and like the most fun um and so after school what ends up happening is you now know a bunch of people that are trying to be comic artists and what happens is A lot of those people go, like, hey, I remember your colors from school. Do you want to color this thing for me, for this other person? Um, So you had, like, I think, like, Frank Barberi, and then through him, like, Matt Rosenberg were kind of like hovering around the school at the time and like had a lot of contact with people. Um, So, you know, and when you start doing coloring, one of the great things about it is you really start to branch out because, like, okay, I worked with this artist. Now I met this writer. This writer will bring me onto this other book. Maybe that'll give me the. The, you know in with the uh sorry in with the artist and you can do more things at once of course right so you have like it really snowballs out of control um i stayed there locally after school for a while and you know i had my day job but i was still trying to pursue doing comic stuff or any kind of art thing really outside of it uh i started picking up a couple of uh small coloring jobs uh <laughs> like xenoscope and things like that um and at a certain point i was like confident enough that i was like okay i have enough of a starting point that i want to focus on this entirely um and you know not do my day job because my day job is fine but like it's just distracting me from doing this and so i moved uh you know back to the south and um where i, where I still live and uh i'd hit up the job boards and stuff you know like you get on tv and art or like uh, digital webbing and stuff like that but um and I, and I tried to do some comic stuff i did one i, I did draw like one like independent like you know creator own comic but it's just like a pain in the ass and it's so hard to find like uh even if you can get the job it's hard to find a good collaborator through that kind of process right uh like trying to find a writer through that i have to read your script i don't want to read all these scripts like most of them are going to be very good but if you're a writer trying to find an artist or whatever, you could very easily at a glance like see, right, like, oh I like that art. I don't need to like spend like twenty minutes.
2: You yeah, know? it's easy for writers to pick winners than right. for artists or colorists to uh see if a writer is actually worth the time.
0: And also a lot of those writers are very like <laughs> paranoid about their material being stolen or something, and so they won't even share it until like you're kind of in the middle of the process you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and their negotiating was terrible like it's funny people always tell you to like you know like go high but what would happen is uh, my experience anyway like you talk to a writer like, okay well how much do you need for this and, uh, you know, you tell them and you go high, you don't necessarily expect it. And like, not a negotiation, a negotiation doesn't happen. They disappear. (laughs) Like they go away or they just like completely fold. Like, I can't do that because they have no intention of like actually, you know, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. putting money down. A lot of those writers, you know, are people that are never going to be writers for real because they just, they think that everything is the same level of what they have to do in the process. Right. Where they could write this little eight page like thing that's their brilliant story and, So you should be as passionate about it as they are and, you know, whatever, whatever, right? Like, they don't consider that time that you have to invest in it versus what they put into it. Um, Especially with that that imbalance of how much they care about it versus how much you care about it. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, I try to do that stuff uh, a few times. But what would happen is I would get a coloring job. And maybe it's not a great coloring job, but, like, you do enough of those. You throw out enough, like... uh, you know you like it's like casting a bet or something you know you cast enough and it's like okay this one went through and so like got through i feel like that's just like um there's a much faster way of building connections and things and at a certain point it just kind of snowballed uh it snowballed as i was drawing this this one comic and like i was like well i'm just getting these jobs faster and easier like i don't have to do as much work to get them like people are reaching out to me and also like it took so much effort to draw this thing you know like <laughs> it was so much work right. i don't want to like uh i couldn't fit it in and color too so that was the other thing It was like well the coloring's happening so i'll just do that like why well, am i gonna i'm not gonna try to like fight a thing that's coming along pretty easily you know yeah. once it started rolling not at first there was a lot of like reaching out and searching but once i had enough established connections and then especially once i started doing more um high-profile projects then it's like you know stuff just comes to me and i don't have to go out of my way to get it that's...
1: i feel like that's how you know just knowing you i feel like i met you fairly mm-hmm. early on in that like you know you had been you had been kind of like on in the middle of that role like not to where it is now now i feel like i'm constantly telling you like tam-, <laughs> tam you don't have to take any job you don't want like they're gonna offer you like fucking like literally like Justice League and like you know what I mean like they'll offer you fucking anything like you don't have to take jobs that you don't want to do and like at the beginning it was not that you know so it's been really cool to just see you sort of like just explode the way that you have just like okay you're like good but not a lot of people know that to like you're great everybody Mm. fucking knows it so you can do whatever the fuck you want that is that is the ironic thing is like when when comicsgate and all that shit did happen you or i were kind of square uh-huh. in the middle of it because of we kept getting put on books where <laughs> those people were like keen, keenly keenly yeah. focused on it and they kept saying like oh these people like it, they specifically right. hated you cuz like it often gets lost that they hated like trans women you know minorities and all that stuff like but trans women specifically were like a key yeah. target for them up front and like they would constantly just say things like, Oh, you're gonna lose your job and all this shit and I'm just like no, she's obviously not. Like too talented, yeah. too fast, too good, too reliable and like these people just don't understand. Are how they like works. are they not looking and, at the pages? I'm so, sorry, I've just
2: like as as I've been hearing Tamara talk, I've just been looking through your Nighthawk stuff and uh-huh. every single page is a knockout. Oh, thanks. It, like Ramon, yeah. you're doing some well, like, okay it's... stuff. Too, but I'm just, but, yep. but these colors are incredible.
0: It was oh, thank you. It, it was strange that you know, like the main guy diversity in comics, because some people would tell me like, I was, I don't know, we got we got into something. What's his uh, name? What's his
2: name now? Uh, what like, comics what's matter? his modern name? Twitter comics thing? Comics you know, matter. A, yeah, Jesus the, Christ. You
0: know, he's being a troll. Like you know, whatever. Fuck him. But um. It was, uh, the thing that got me first in it was, like, Doug Tanapple was really mad at a trans lady that wrote a review of Earthworm Jim, a game from over 20 years ago. (laughs) And it was just saying, like, you know, it wasn't successful at this and that. It wasn't, like, shitting on it. It was a negative review, but, you know, it's a long time ago. Get over it. Um, The review was recent, but the game. And then he retweeted her, and he kept doing this, like, real, like, shitty, passive-aggressive, like... Oh, sir, I will argue with you about. Like, I'll discuss this with you civilly. Like, but he's like very purposely making a point of misgendering her. He's quote retweeting it. Right. He's doing that thing where someone starts trying to have a discussion with you, and they then they just quote retweet everything you say to them uh, with some kind of snide comment. And you know, so she was getting harassment. And I've known about Doug Tennapel for a while, but you know that kind of brought him back to my attention. And I was like, it was just annoying me that people were friends with him. <laughs> you know, like you do that thing where someone's like. <laughs> Not just like says something dumb, but it's like a real piece of shit. <laughs> and you go like look at what they're about and you see all these people that are just, they're friends with that person, right? And like we all have friends that do dumb shit or whatever, I'm sure. But there's a level of it, like, why do you guys keep in like tolerating this? You know, like, why, like, is this okay? And that's basically what I did is I like, you know, shared that that was happening. It's like, why are so many people like, just are you okay with this? Like, no one says anything no one i don't see anyone um you know chastising him or anything and so that's what diversity in comics responded to and they started like you know dogpiling me and you know i was quickly told like oh don't don't just block that guy right now before it you know really gets into it and it, it was strange at first because like all those people um some of them would like <laughs> they see that i was arguing and it was like what but he liked moon girl or something so it was weird some of them were at least at that point i guess this were okay. was like early on yeah, and, um, you know, I never watched any of his videos or anything, so I don't actually know where his opinions were about those things. But, of course, after we, you know, like, there's this conflict now and I'm in SJW and all this, then, of course, you know, then they're they're up your ass all the time about stuff. Um, yeah.
1: Well, it was, it was funny because they were complimentary to a lot yeah. of us up front, uh, like, uh, before. like Because a lot of these people were people who wanted to make, like, YouTube channels. Specifically, yeah. that dude. That dude wanted to be in comics. He wanted to make YouTube channel. He wanted to make YouTube videos about comics. And I think he hit a vein one day, and and when it when he realized that that was a thing to tap into, he just pushed it to that level. Because one of the things that we were going to talk about, and that I do want to talk about more length, is that almost all those people have abandoned talking right. about comics. Uh, even Ethan Van Skyver, who's like the comics one, like he's the guy who was from comics like even he will talk about like the movies and the Star Wars shit and like all this other stuff that isn't actual comic books that dude will still talk about like an issue of whatever fucking book and he'll be like it's not good it sucks cuz the sjw his heart's not in whatever. it though yeah like the thing is like he he still cares about the comics yeah. even though <laughs> even though like everybody hates him and everything still yeah. but but everybody else has moved on like his his views are that way was, down yeah all and that stuff waited. was
0: clear, like, even in the beginning, at least a lot of them, um, that they didn't care. It was kind of like their leftover Gamergate people looking for something, <laughs> you know, because yeah. it would say just, like, weird things to you that didn't make any sense or, like, they'd get mad at me about comics, but it's, like, clear that they thought I wrote it or something. It's like, like, of all the things that I could be doing in comics, right. I don't even know why you'd be mad at me. I have no impact on what the story is or anything. Yeah, like. just a lack of even...
2: understanding of the comics process. Just yeah. finding the nearest marginalized person to blame. Right.
0: I'm sure some of them probably just lump me in with like mags or whatever because that was like also one of his favorite, you know, targets like specifically. Um, so it's like just another translating comics and there's like, well, you must be the, this writer that he's always yelling about. <laughs> um, or I remember people like Ramon had kind of alluded to, said to me like, oh, once et- once Marvel's done with all you SJWs and they move on to the thing, you're not going to get any work at like DC or something. I was like, Dude, I'm literally coloring Doom Patrol right now. <laughs> like, it's, they just had no awareness of anything. They were just, you know, they were really flailing about.
1: But yeah, so like, what do you like? What, what are you excited about? Because like, you said what stuff you're working on, but like, what are the ones that you're specifically like? This is the one that I've been waiting for and stuff. Um, I mean, like the
0: the being able to do the Justice thing with Bendis and De Marquez is really cool because those are. Like I said, that Bendis is like one of the people I was reading when I really got like, I'm collecting comics, not just, you know, when I was younger, I bought comics, but right. I just, you know, get a random comic here or there. Um, and it's like Ultimate Spider-Man and stuff specifically, you know, um, and Dave Marquez drew later Ultimate Spider-Man, right? Uh, um,
2: Dave Marquez was, uh, I feel like he, he was like later in Bendis's Avengers stuff. Okay. Uh, uh, i definitely or, yeah or he might have he might have been doing like late ultimate spider-man after after sarah Pacelli. i think so yeah
0: either yeah. way i definitely like seen miles stuff, morales you know, collaborated yes yeah so i was reading that um um uh, so that's that's really cool because it's like
2: yeah bendis was very formative absolutely
0: uh, and, like, not just, like, a random one-off thing. There's some that, you know, like, I don't know. Over time, like, you get kind of, like, I guess a little numb to it if you keep doing stuff in, in a weird way. Like, but yeah. that one's that one's pretty big um, as far as, like, that kind of, like, uh, you know, younger, like, fulfillment of, like, oh, yeah. it's Ultimate Spider-Man was
2: incredibly emotional for Right.
1: Like, he's, like, one of the top tier... I mean, I got, like, that when I got to... When I got to do, like, Batman and Robin, I didn't keep writing it. Like, I get to draw Batman and Robin. I get to draw Green Lantern. Like, that little run we did after the Wildcat stuff, it was like, I get to just yeah. do the stuff I want, and then I get to go do my own thing. Yeah. It was super fun. And
0: not not to be too pandering, like, but, know. like, I am really excited about the the, the project we are, we're we're going to be doing upcoming, because that stuff does look really cool.
1: Oh, my God. Thank you so much, Tamara. <laughs> I'm so glad you... <laughs> no, I mean, I'm, I'm really excited for it, because I do feel like... Uh, you know, we work together yeah. so well that when you don't color me, uh, even if it's just me coloring myself, it doesn't always look as, you know, the way I have mm-hmm. it in my head now because it's now starting to revert to like, I know how Tamara's right. going to color this. You know what I mean? So when I'm drawing it, I'm not thinking about how I would do it anymore. I would think about like, <laughs> like gonna yeah. do it. you know what I mean? And so like, you know, I've had, I've, I've had the opportunity to work with other really good colorists like, uh, Dave Barron, Rico Renzi, like, uh, I don't want to leave anybody about but you know those are the two that i worked with mm-hmm. last i think and both super talented both super good but you know i i'm used to working with you so i'm used to seeing my art done yeah. a certain way so it's always like nice to get to i've seen i've seen know. some of the black and whites I, I, there and, you know sometimes on those little ones when they work with me it's like a mixture of a i want to work with somebody that i just know and you're usually busy so i'm like you know we don't have to do all yeah, the small yeah. ones as long as we do all the big ones yeah. that's what i feel like is gonna mean something that's the know. other thing
0: too i guess it lets me get excited about working with you again because it has been a while right
1: too long but um yeah so i i guess we could start wrapping up now that we're like <laughs> two and a half hours most of it's just been like oh isn't fucking crazy <laughs> who <laughs> i guess where can people find you online uh, mostly
0: on twitter Um uh, pretty easy to find my name right. is very you know like easy to google there's not the only tamra bond villain out there t bond villain on twitter um yes yeah, so that's my main online presence
1: okay and um daniel if the streets want to find <laughs> you can you, find me can at find the you? reviews to apple music uh
2: podcasts you can find me there and and catch these hands
1: well you haven't done anything not ramon violovos is still wild he's still I- on the loose he's still <laughs> i'm looking you know, for a them of, a lot of what he said is starting to sound a lot like kind of true honestly I'm starting to think that not Ramon Villalobos has the right idea. Well,
2: we are we'll we'll find out whenever I see not you.
1: I'm starting to think that I'm starting to think that once I look at that review, I'm starting to think that I do got great insights mm. and wisdoms, and I don't think that you bring a lot to the table. Well, uh,
2: enjoy your five stars. <laughs> next, next we're, we're we're gonna we're gonna see uh, not Ramon Villalobos, what they think of like an episode where I'm just silent. Damn. I'm gonna be on.
1: Oh. <laughs> look, he's... Good. Movie. I, I said I sad. said I was over tactic. it, but I'm not. I remind you, I condemn and I reject you.
2: It's it's gotten to me. Um, it has. You wanna, if you want to find me, me on Twitter be better, and, I, and fight about yourself. it,
1: don't worry about what, don't worry about the, what the naysayers said. You know what I would be if I worried about what people told me about what they thought about my comics and everything. Cool.
2: What? What would you be? I wouldn't
1: <laughs> be me. Aww. <laughs> and you could find me. At Ramon Villalobos on Twitter.com. The Ramon Villalobos on Instagram. You know, I don't really use Instagram, but I just put it out there that I'm there. Yeah, and, come uh, find us. Yeah. Oh, also, you can follow our group account at Flantayo on Twitter. Just F-L-E-N-T-A-L-L-O, obviously. And you can look at our Patreon at um, patreon.com slash mexflantallo. Become
2: a patron. And, Sign uh, up.
1: Become a patron because you know thanks to the patrons, we got this fancy microphone. I'm gonna get Daniel one soon because everybody's telling me, well, some people think he come and go or whatever. But his microphone, maybe if your microphone sounded better, uh, people wouldn't feel that way. About we would you. get six star reviews. Well, you can't do that. Like I keep telling you, you can't you physically can't do that on iTunes. But yeah. it would
2: push, but that would mean that it would push your five stars to four. It would. <laughs> I want it's just my maybe one people star. Would
1: mention you in the reviews. That's all I'm saying. But Give me a mic, Patreon. Anyways, thank you very much for listening. Thank you again, Tamara, for joining us. Thanks for having me. And take it away, Hell Yeah Babies.
2: All right.